All right, here we are. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Break the Rules stream. We're here. We're queer. I'm <laughs> drinking some beautiful milk from a buffalo. This is raw milk, ladies and gentlemen, right from the buffalo's teat. And it has two scoops of protein powder because I just finished lifting weights, deadlifts, 240 uh, pounds, five times, then 240 pounds, uh, I believe, uh, four times, then a little bit less, yada, yada, yada. But the point is that we are here with bog beef. Speaking of buffalo, beef, beef of the bog, bog beef. Thank you so much for joining us at the Good Old Boys podcast. It is a great pleasure to have you here From with us. great South America. Woo! <laughs> and we got Oren McIntyre. Should name this podcast episode "The Great Southern Trend Kill of Bog Beef." That would have been amazing. And we also, <laughs> and we also, also got Gio Giovanni oh, Pellicciati yes, in the and house. And Mac, Aaron, Aurora Borealis McIntyre. I always <laughs> fucked his name up. I should definitely change it to that. I'm going. I'm going there. by that by now. <laughs> and you could become a new age grifter. You could start selling uh, transcendental meditation seminars for two hundred grand a pop. Um, I guess Paul Scalas is going to sell Lindy seminars for 200 grand a pop now. So, um, oh, oh, did I, I wasn't supposed to subtweet anybody right off the bat, but hello. <laughs> Our boys coming up. Good. And we got cyber ninja zero in the chat. Welcome. Who says Oren? And by the way, guys, number one, subscribe. Number two, sneed those super chats right now. Sneed them now. And also we are also on Odyssey Horus. I'm not going to say the F word because this is the start of the stream and I don't want the algorithm to do anything to us, but may you have a great life and have lots of kids and uh, have the best time ever. Anyway, guys, listen up and listen good. Subscribe and also join us on Odyssey. We are simultaneously streaming this thing to Odyssey, to Twitch, to DLive. So follow us on there and also I am going to tweet out the last tweet that I did for the show, and it would mean a lot if all of you who are watching this who have a Twitter account can retweet it to spread the word that this is going on to get more people to watch. Anyway, Bog Beef, welcome, my friend. Thank you so much for coming in here. Can you tell us about yourself, why you started Good Old Boys? Go go for it. How, how y'all doing, fellas? Uh, so uh, just me and, my, me and my buddies, we used to always, we just always uh, argue about politics, and someone said, hey, you guys should start recording this. Uh, and, uh, it's, we've, uh, uh, it, it's gone really well. I mean, in terms of like, like we don't, cause we're not like, uh, there's no, like, uh, you know, we don't have any like previous, uh, thing that makes us famous or anything. You don't, uh, there's no, you don't get to see our face. There's no parasocial thing or whatever. And we still, and we, you know, we don't, we're not friends with any of these, these people. So we don't really get, you're not going to hear like, uh, you know, Bon Ki Moon or, 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 or like, uh, uh, or like, uh, you know, you're not going to hear, uh, However, I think we can we we just we entertain you. So uh, yeah, check us out Patreon, uh, good old boys. Excellent. I'm going to post the link to the Patreon as well. And you are living in the South. That's why you're called the uh, Good Old Boys. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And whereabouts in the South? Unless that would be too much. Unless that would be doxing. So I'm from Florida originally. I'm in Texas now. Everything from basically uh, everything from basically. Houston to Miami is is my kingdom. All of that feels like home nice. to me. Every bit of it. Well, Texas, people usually say that Texas is its own thing. It's not really the South, and you would disagree. Uh, I don't know. I, it's I mean, Texas is huge, man. Texas has all kinds of stuff going on. So stuff like um 
uh, you know, Texas has, has, has Gulf Coast stuff. Texas has El Paso, which is, uh, uh, that's basically Arizona. You've got, uh, you've got Libtards in the Texas Triangle here in the, in the middle. I mean, uh, Texas, I mean, in my opinion, Texas is definitely the South, but yeah. And how do you define South? Like what to you makes a Southern men, a Southern man, sorry, as well as a Southern belle? Are Southern Bells still around, or is this like a relic of the old world, the antebellum world, if you will, and no more? Uh, I so uh, I I can see one like in like in, in sort of like observing myself because every time I've tried to define this, I'll be like, well, these states are are Southern because X and Y. People are like, okay, those are you just named like the Confederate states, dude. I'm like, oh, okay, whoops. Uh, uh, I, like, I've I've been out of the South like a very few times, and it in like I can tell something's different, something's a little weird. Um, there's probably a, a whole bunch of things, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, as far as Oren and you go, you guys are both well acquainted with Mencius Moldbug. Today, I was uh, listening once again to your wonderful uh, conversation with him, which I'm going to uh, link as well. And there were uh, plenty of, like, I wish I could take the Moldbug stream and just do all the ums and all the uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, and just have I guarantee it be, like, someone will probably do that one day. <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah. was, it, it was a really good stream. And I really appreciate you having him on. How hard was it to get him on? Uh, so I posted a, 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 a GIF of two ninjas fighting uh, in a duel, and I just posted, like, uh, I, want, I want a piece of this motherfucker now. And, <laughs> and like, two hours later, somebody sent me a, uh, sent me a thing. They said, hey, uh, uh, he, uh, he'll talk to you. That was it. I just, I just tweeted out I wanted a piece of this guy, and, and someone hooked me up with him. Uh, that audio on that one, because we – I literally, I didn't, I did not touch it. I just, we, we got off the air and I just uploaded it right away. So it like it, the audio is, is, is way worse than normal. However, I didn't want to dick around with uh, uh, cleaning it up. I just put it right out there. That was uh that was huge. Obviously. Uh, I mean, I, I think, I think Curtis Jarvin's a genius. I, uh, I will defend him to the end. I really, uh, I, I really appreciate Mr. Jarvin. And as far as uh, his views, do you agree on everything or do you differ in terms of, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that he looks at his patchwork as being something that uh, may make as much sense uh, today, right? Like he sort of rescinded a bit on the whole patchwork thing. But does he have any view uh, that you would uh, really disagree with that you would think is completely ridiculous regard regardless of uh, you calling him a genius? Uh, I, I would, uh, just, just to be wild, I would, I would say I would defend anything. However, he, okay. So there's some thinkers where I read them and I'm like, oh, this guy thinks just like me. I really like this with Moldbug. Whenever I read him, uh, uh, he's not on my plane. So he's not a person like me. So whenever I read something from him, I'm like, huh, oh, the son of a bitch. I never thought of it that way. Uh, it, so I like, I am not really on his wavelength and, uh, uh, in terms of that, however, um, uh, sure. I mean, just to make things interesting, I, I would certainly defend anything he's ever said. All right. And uh, how about Oren and Geo? I know, Oren, you're uh, also within the NRX uh, crowd. Would there be anything that you would well, yes uh, wholeheartedly no. disagree? And Geo? Oh, is Oren there? Oh, oh yeah. Oren. No, I'm here. I yeah. just didn't know who was going first there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely disagree with. Uh, 
with Moldbog on a number of things. I, I think mainly. How dare you? It, I know. I know. <laughs> blasphemy. Um, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a bit of a fan. I, I you know read a, f- a few things here and there. Um, but uh, but but I think there are a number of things, including especially just the fact that you know really religiosity is kind of outside of his work is absent from his work is something that uh yeah i definitely would disagree with now obviously like it's an understanding things through a prism of religion is certainly a big part of of his work uh but but um you know i I think uh i think the vast majority of the time Moldbug is always worth listening to even even when he gets things wrong he gets them wrong in a way that's fascinating and makes you think and uh probably leads you somewhere interesting so i think it's Mm. always worth checking him out and Gio, do you agree on the religion thing? And would you oh, add yeah. anything else as far I, as disagreements well, I, with? I, I think I would add that Kurt, Curtis is a brilliant thinker. And I don't, I guess if, if you were to, it would be a fascinating sort of topic to see if there's a difference between like mold bug circa 2000, uh, I want to say 2007 till 2013. And like mold, but as in like Curtis Yarvin now, uh, Hor- shout out to Horace Finkelstein, good fan, good friend. Uh, Moldbug hitting the podcast circuit kind of ruined his mystique uh, a little bit, but I think it's everybody who comes out, out of the character, um, that does tend to ruin their mystique. I would disagree with, I guess, there, there is the charge that people have made that Moldbug is essentially just giving a sort of mystification to what is an actual practice, probably pretty damn close to neoliberalism as such but i i think there's obviously key differences there but i would say that nrx as a whole has this tendency to um not just mystify power but also tacitly consent to what a sort of like i want to say instrumentalized like formalist utilitarian political system would look like which I don't, I wouldn't necessarily know if neocameralism would be better than our current system or if they would have a bunch of key similarities. So that's always the criticism. And I mean, I would love one day to talk it out with Moldbug. I mean, that'd be great. But um, I think that, yeah, there there is definitely a, a few things not lacking. I mean, there's some people critique him about his historiography, which is all, which again, I'm not as well versed in his sources to truly know. I know our friend Carlsbad vehemently thinks he's uh, terrible when it comes to history, but Carl Carlsbad has his own uh, ways of looking at things. So, um, but generally, I think Moldbug, I mean, let's face it, he, a lot of us uh, were brought together because of his work, or a lot of these ideas are now becoming at least somewhat normalized. I mean, even Oren had a a good video recently um has nrx gone i know it's a total clickbait title has nrx gone mainstream um (laughs) well first um, it's lindy this is the domino effect first is gonna be lindy then it's going to be nrx defenses yeah yes and what's gonna be number three do you think Gio? um i think like what i think some some form of identitarian politics will definitely be more not mainstream per se but will definitely be more talked about Mm. but then who knows because recently it seems that all of uh the uh anti-critical race theory people went on this meeting in some island 
And uh, I guess they're all going to kayfabe the white nationalist stuff. So um, I don't know what's going to happen. Wait, so what was exactly going on with that? So uh, Carolyn, um, you remember we were talking before, Gio, about her. So what exact tweet did she make where she was talking about how critical race theory does not mean uh, anti-white? Or what, what was exactly what, what was going on there? Well, I think, well, Bog and Oren, you, you two were memeing on this. So uh, yeah, uh, I feel strongly about this. Okay, so uh, 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 let's. Uh, there's a couple of things going on here with this. Okay, so the CRT stuff, right? And people are like, well, uh, you know, like uh, they're having sort of philosophical debates. Like, well, is this anti-white? This 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 does. Uh, one people said uh, one of the big tweets was that um, well, just because you pass this law, uh, they're still uh, you know all the teachers are still super liberal. So this doesn't do anything. Okay. There's there's guys who like are, are big ideas guys, and and uh, they they are even so much like they're the they're the the um the they they're the lifeblood of of, of uh, maybe your movement stuff. However, you got to shut these guys up whenever you are striking things from the budget of uh, you are striking your enemies from 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 state budgets and shit. This is just mm -hmm. like like there is just a okay so he, what, what parts of of the CRT stuff that that like Rufo is doing are, are not very um uh, effectual. Um okay, uh, any of this stuff it's like well we're going to change stuff in the textbooks and blah blah blah. Okay, I wouldn't expect you know you're not going to get much out of that. However, um they are they the, the anywhere where Republicans control these budgets, they are writing down um, you're not going to contract with these people. Okay, that is direct cash money. Did like like what is political power? It is this. Like it is those contracts with these diversity consultants, these uh, uh, these people who put on seminars and shit. You are just literally taking power from them. Uh, anyways, uh, that that's how I feel. Okay, with the anti-white thing. Okay, let's look at it this way. Okay. Are they going to judge? Uh, are we going to get someone to say yes? It's anti-white. Okay. Has there ever been anything? Um, uh, uh, has there ever been white people considered uh, uh, legally discriminated against the United States yet? Uh, if not, then then like maybe uh, uh, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't like put this one ride or die on this exact uh, this exact issue where you're actually getting taking money from your enemies. Uh, it's kind of like um, you know I've seen a lot of uh, uh, I think it's like like it's certainly legally possible for a woman to uh, rape a man. Mm -hmm. I don't think this has ever been uh, uh, I don't think this is like ever like been legally judged to happen in the United States. There was actually a few cases, if I recall. Mm. There, and there, also the uh, statutory there was some stuff kind of like, when it comes to female yeah. teachers, you know, like the uh, daily nice, as they call it. No, no. Okay. But there was some chemical and uh, other like I think there was some cases where women have drugged men and have a. Uh, well, I don't forget what the details, but I, well, I get what you mean. Well, I, I imagine Alexandra drugging Ugo, and the next thing you know, you wake oh, up, <laughs> Kevin. But okay, say it away, say it away. But you know what I mean. So when things like like haven't happened yet, and like they don't have, oh well, this satisfies this statute and this statute. Well, uh, you know, maybe that's the long term goal and stuff. When you are actually got like the knife out and you're cutting these people money out of budgets. Uh, uh, then uh, just uh, uh, ease off, ease off a little bit. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I think the, the problem I notice is that they sort of want to have their, well, maybe not Chris Rufo, but certainly like, you know, that one person uh, runs that one online magazine certainly wants to have their cake and eat it too, um, where they don't like critical race theory, but yet 
they'll go after someone and not that I'm a big fan of his uh, by any stretch, but they'll go after someone like James Lindsay and call him like a crypto white nationalist or something. And why do they do that? What, what do they get out of it? Well, it's signal switching. I mean, it's obviously to maintain some sort of public face, but I I don't know. No, I don't want, I don't understand this at all because from what I'm seeing, the public face seems to be aligned much more with the James Lindy's Lindsay's. James Lindy. <laughs> if we're talking about what's becoming, uh, you know, much more understandable, even here in New York City, like I mentioned, Geo, Bog Beef and Orin, you guys may not be aware of this yet, but uh, I attended the very first event that uh, FAIR put on, and that's the foundation. Uh, how does it say? Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism. And uh, the people who are behind that, uh, I got to meet. Uh, I got to meet a lot of them. And uh, for example, let's see who do we we have Daryl Davis. He was uh, doing a speech there. And the board of advisors, we have such people as uh, Ayan Hirsi Ali, Peter Bogosian, Melissa Chen, uh, Niall Ferguson, and uh, Glenn Lowry, Douglas Murray, Stephen Pinker. Uh, and of course, your favorite Barry Weiss, Geo. And uh, anyway, oh god, even Stephen Pink. I oh this is, this is the I funny re- thing about New yeah. York. Like none of the Republicans in New York are white. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all these like yeah yeah. Well, they talk about how they have no when... white. I guess. Well, no, but that that's another thing too. Um, I was no, going to no, say it's, it's they lack New York. Guilt, this is all over the world. This is all over all over the United because States. Because the is not the, just New York. the psychiatrist, what's she has a really I want to say Russian Ukrainian last name, uh, the one that people were going after. What's her name? Lev, you know who I'm talking about, Borisenko. No. Oh yes, yes, Carolyn Borisenko. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was going after that one podcaster. Um, the from the alt right days, um, no white guilt. Um, I, I have my reservations <laughs> about him, but um, no, it was really funny to see those two hash it out, it was really quite something else. Um, mm. but no, I was going to say that it's funny how because in, in the episode, um, I'm halfway through the more. <laughs> I really didn't want to talk about fucking Noah, but um, <laughs> is that an Irish name? Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, but no, in the episode with uh, with logo that Bog Beef did, um, I'm halfway through the Mold Bug one. Um, they were talking about the sort of how Castizo futurism is an unironic, uh, like the way that it is starting to creep into sincerity from irony. I think it's quite interesting how. It's it's almost like we, uh, you know, I th- there was such a huge talking point back in like 2016 about like the the Jeb Bush like natural conservatives like the Latinos that they're like natural conservatives. We all made fun of that, but now it's like I guess given time to integrate into like the the dying husk of the wasp aristocracy. Who knows if like the Latinx will, uh, you know, they're going to integrate into the uh, Republican power apparatus uh, the way that other ethnic minorities have. I mean, maybe us Italians will also take up the mantle of the wasp. Who knows? So. But what's going to happen to the wasps who remain right now? Because when I was at that New York event, I mean, even though you said like not a lot of people there were white, uh, first of all, I think a lot of people there were white. Second of all, when it comes to 
the white people who were there who were bringing their kids into all these highfalutin institutions like the Rudolf Steiner School, for instance. They were complaining a lot about how this wokeness has taken over. Here, this is a dead horse topic. We've talked about it ad nauseum. But for these people, you, ha you guys have to realize that this is just starting as far as a pushback. And they had this video on of this kid who was going up on stage and kind of, I think he was like a fifth grader or something. And he was talking in front of the entire school board about how they talk about all of these uh, anti-white uh, people things in the orientation for his uh, middle school. You know, right off the bat, they start. And this is just starting to go into effect now and to the point that Bog Beef was talking about where even if it's not something that, let's say, some people may want to, uh, you know, it's not something as substantial people may think like, oh, so what, that they have these people speaking out against CRT. A year ago, this wasn't happening at the same level. Neither was it happening the year before. So I see this as a positive. But uh, Bog Beef, what do you think? And Oren, same to you. Oren has anything, so let him go first. Oh, I, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a lot of the, the frog has been boiling slowly and they just kind of got lazy and tried to make the final push all at once. Like, uh, I I agree with Bog, the the benefits are going to be cutting budgets like that's if you can if you can make sure that the patronage isn't happening, that that's going to be your most significant win. Uh, because what's this stuff has been in the classroom for decades. I mean, don't don't kid yourself. And, and getting rid of one formal thing called critical race theory uh, is not going to slow that one iota. It, it is a good win. Like, take it if you can get it. Yeah. Uh, it, it if anything, this was this was a mistake. I, I keep trying to figure out because it's always like how much of this intentional and how much of this is uh, just, uh, you know. I mean, I, I just want to make sure we're not being like that Louis C.K. sketch of that guy who... Uh, all of a sudden found that there's Wi-Fi on the plane, and then when it stopped working, he was complaining. Like, I think that the Wi-Fi on the plane is this sudden move to start speaking out against it. Now, I understand that there may be a thought of, oh, maybe they're trying to kind of, uh, like, right, like you're getting to this idea of some people may be in control and using this to somehow steer it in the direction that's going to benefit them as opposed to actually solve problems. Would that be, would that be accurate? Uh, well, if if this is being intentionally applied, and I, I always tend to go with it's it's more organic than it is not, not organic. That's wrong, the wrong wording, but it's it's more distributed rather than focused and planned out on a on a, a you know chart somewhere by someone you know uh, steepling their fingers and laughing maniacally. Uh, but if this is being guided at all. I do wonder if there's a desired change in the language of their opposition, um, especially with uh, the Biden administration pushing so hard on uh, the idea that, you know, anybody who owned a Trump flag is likely the most dangerous human being uh, on planet Earth and planning like a revolution. Uh, I, they may desire a change in the language of those who oppose kind of woke teaching and you're starting to see people on places like Fox News use the phrase anti-white. That might not be a, a coincidence. That that might be a desired change in the language because then you can say, look, like the the people the you, your grandpa are listening to are saying this kind of thing. Clearly, you know, they're trying to radicalize, you know, Trump voters. Um, and, but that's in my most conspiratorial. Like it, it could simply be, like I said, it it could simply be an an overreach. 
and a correction. It could, it, it could end up being a positive, but I just do wonder, you know, in the, in the more Machiavellian parts of my brain, if that's a, a possibility. I think that, so, Oh, go ahead, Bog. Go ahead. Okay. So I think, okay. So I think uh, both ends of this, uh, so what the, Okay, so uh, what this was, okay, so there's this thing that we have right now that's called like uh, basically diversity and inclusion. And that is basically, they, uh, it's basically a legal fair game. The state can take your tax money and give it to people to do this. However, there's, uh, uh, there's a certain, uh, 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 there's a certain uh, uh, like um, uh, syllabus for this sort of thing. Uh, now they, they have this new thing that's called CRT. And C, but CRT is like an official, formal thing that, that accepts cash. Okay, so uh, uh, it's like, yeah. okay, we're going to bring in somebody and they're going to teach you guys the CRT stuff. CRT was never like a, a it's not like a thing that came from like the, uh, you know, cultural Marxism. This is stuff that was drawn up by attorneys and shit. This is like a real <laughs> formal thing that it's accepts true. cash or card. Uh, and so they like uh, it was a mistake. Like it's it's a mistake to like name something. So then you can you can sort of uh, we can have these kind of conversations. However, they had to to uh, uh, okay. What the what the what basically what the the what the I don't know what you even call left Biden whatever. Uh, they want to um, uh, give people money that's in their coalition, right? So they have this um, we have this uh, what, what, what's this thing where there's elite overproduction, right? So there's a zillion of these. Uh, there's a zillion of these upper middle class kids that, and there's not enough, uh, uh, you know, places in, in the bureaucracy for them to go. And uh, if you can give them, if you can give them a sinecure, they will. That's just your guys. They will be your loyal soldiers forever. Um, that's 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 your coalition. You want these people, and you want these people uh, on state money, wherever wherever you can get it. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. Okay. How do you fight? Okay. I don't believe that there's like a, that, that like there's a way to fight this uh, or sorry. I don't believe that there is a long-term successful thing where people like um, uh, uh, where these, 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 uh, these, these uh, liberal figures, these August figures are like, well, we're going to have, uh, or, you know, McHorder and the, these kind of guys where there's like a big discussion and we, and we change the, the, the sort of neutral space. Uh, we live in a declining empire and, and the pushback it will be gangsterism basically yeah. uh people will just break off and just not follow the rules they'll just do other stuff and it's like ah well well can desantis do that i don't know it would be too much trouble to make him go along with it so they're just doing it, it that's that's how that's how the uh the 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 resistance looks it's it's gangsterism is there think, is there a certain uh, point that you would uh, put at uh, this is as far as the gangsterism would possibly go? Or do you leave it up to the people's imagination all the way to idiocracy levels? I mean, I'm not talking about in the short term, but in general, like, uh, where do you see the limit being of where this potential gangsterism, as you say, could go? I always believe that, like, that, that, any, that, that any sort of beautiful, stable situation can deteriorate into... And Caesarism, it can it can deteriorate into World War One. All the reason why people say that things can't fall apart is the same reasons why people said World War One couldn't have happened. Like uh, uh, things can pop off whenever, and it's always quicker than look look at like these kind of shortages we have and stuff all the time. So like uh, you, you know you, you you're familiar with the the, the American uh, vehicle um, car industry like just shutting down uh, production, all these lines and stuff. Like someone gets a boat stuck in a canal somewhere, there's a drought in Taiwan, they can't print the chips, and all of a sudden, like <laughs> all of global production is shut down. Things could pop off at any moment. 
Yeah, like that canal situation with that uh, with that fr- freighter ship, definitely. But uh, I don't know. I'm still going to be hopeful that there's going to be people out there who, to the chagrin of maybe people who are more reactionary, there are people who are, let's say, central liberal who are bringing certain uh, other liberals in New York City, let's say, away from first critical race theory. Then my hope is that they're going to be able to bring them to some kind of a mode of why don't we build something? Why don't we become more Promethean, you know? Like, what was it in the past that made America what it was? Like, the production capabilities. Like, people looked at America as being a place where you can go and there's an opportunity for you to grow and for your family to grow and to actually make something, not just uh, sit on the dole. So What I wonder... Okay, what I wonder is, okay, so uh, I, I mostly see politics in terms of like a, a, a sort of class, industry in, interests and stuff like that. So basically, uh, if you're, you've choose to where you're a Democrat or Republican, more of like, oh, uh, you know, you're, you're a small business guy, you probably do Republican. If you're sort of involved in like biotechnical stuff, you might be a Democrat and stuff. However, like there's all these people that are, uh, there's a bunch of like race white people that are they're kind of hooked into the Democratic machine for various reasons. Like, uh, hey, there's like, um, like they're teaching in the schools that um like your kids are like are are evil and like i i, I know like there i know that there is good reason to ignore that but like at some point like you got it you got you maybe you'll think about that a little bit i i don't know it, i can't put myself in their place so i don't know what it's like to be that kind of person but 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 also looking throughout history the biggest uh problem may be and i could be wrong about this but it may be that our frame of reference is so small in terms of the years that we lived. We have certain books that we read talking about, and this is another concern that I have, because with, let's say, more of the NRX uh, people, that if the books that you guys are reading talk about more of this doom and gloom and how society was better and it's decaying, is there maybe a chance that you guys are looking at it, uh, you know, through just like one one lens here, and that maybe in the past, a lot of these things that we're talking about now, seeing like the end of the world, the end of the empire, whatever, these are things that have been talked about by other people back then, and it's just repeating the same conversations, not necessarily meaning that it has well, gotten worse. <clears throat> now, maybe this is a uh, very boomer-like take on my part, but uh, to play devil's advocate here, I am curious uh, what you guys think of that. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we just had Angela Nagel on. Uh, everyone should subscribe to her Substack. So she had uh, she did a piece not too long ago with this this Irish writer, and he wrote like uh, you know in the days when we would consider like the glory days, and he laid out all this basic NRX analysis. Uh, and this is this is like an Irish travel guy that's like checking out the uh, the desserts in New York, and he's like, oh, by the way, and he's and he's basically mimicking the the, the NRX stuff, and he's doing it back when the, the days when when people think it's awesome uh i don't know and you, you throw in the internet which is uh, uh totally insane uh like we can't really quantify how much that is just cha- uh commu- the speed of communication becoming instantaneous i will never be able i'm not smart enough to tell you what that has changed add on to that uh, i could change almost anyone's ideology with 500 bucks <laughs> no it's true like the rate the rate of like turnover um and the fact that like I mean, I come from like a generation of older millennials where we have like this weird relationship to living in two worlds. I think that's why we worship our childhood in some ways. 
<clears throat> but I think that what's interesting is that you were saying about hitting them in the purse strings. I, I think the, this stuff isn't going to go away because there's no incentive to change the sort of ruling ideology of America, which I forget who said it on Twitter today, but it's like a cross between um, the sort of American neoliberal order is a cross between like uh, Milton Friedman or uh, Ayn Rand and uh, Ibram Kendi. Is that the, how you pronounce his name? Kendi? Um, but what Oren was saying is interesting because I think that from what, from my perspective, um, the alternative right is pretty much dead and we can all admit this, but at the same time, I think their, their memification of certain concepts, they became more subsumed into more common parlances and ideological frameworks that even like normie conservatives can like somewhat see given like the right channels. So like, for example, like the anti-white racism thing is a concept that, you know, during the Obama years would be unthinkable, but now it's become like somewhat more acceptable for like semi mainstream conservatives to talk about things in such a manner. Um, even though the alternative right is pretty much dead or was infiltrated or who, I mean, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole about certain figures, but I think that some of these ideas, they provide an interesting counter bulwark for right or for wrong. I'm not saying I endorse them, but they provide somewhat of an interesting bulwark against the predominant ideological lens from which the American ruling class views things, which is, I hate to say it, but critical race theory, it's not going to be something that you can like, but really quickly, I want to get Oren's thoughts. But before that, I want to say that the fucking fate, sorry, I'm already swearing the fatal flaw. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's not the beginning of the stream. So we're, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Um, The fatal flaw of conservatives is that they, the conservative media, by which I mean like Fox News and the people that are somewhat like in academia or somewhat out of it, like I guess you could say James Lindsay is involved in this, the intellectual dork web types, I notice they always have this one trend that condemns them totally. What they do is they like to place a fancy word that makes them sound smart onto a concept that is sort of evanescent by, by design. And what happens is they'll talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And they'll only point to this one thing and they'll have a whole umbrella term for this phenomenon. And what the leftist media does is that they'll go, um, this is boring. This is played out. Nobody cares anymore. And so Steven Crowder and, and, uh, and I guess you could say, um, you're talking about socialism, right? Yeah, like socialism or cultural Marxism. The more useless or... a conservative politician, the more they say it's socialism. Yeah, exactly. And so what happens is the left is it's very easy to just turn around and say that's boring, that's done with. I mean, look at the terror. I mean, here's the thing. Did I you see? Think... Re did you see the Reason Magazine guy defending uh, uh, Google for kicking him out, kicking him off yeah. the platform? Yeah, yeah. Um, or today with Stephen Crowder. Um, I mean, as much. Here's the thing. I mean, I, we've never done this on the show because it's just more interesting to get people like hyped for a debate. But like, I mean, what, I mean, come on. I mean, you got to expect the rat like tendencies of Ethan Klein, just ambush him <laughs> like that. But I mean, the worst thing he could have done was jump off. It made him look like such a fool. Never do that. Never do the Ben Shapiro. Like I'm jumping off right now thing. 
Um, and so this is what happens is that the figures like Steven Crowder, Ben Shapiro, James Lindsay, they all talk about the same bullshit over and over again for like a flavor of the month thing. And then nothing gets done about it. And then people move on because they say it's boring. And, okay. And, okay. Yeah, here's, sorry, here's sorry, the thing. Ahead, well, okay. So the concert, like a conservative, like movement, like a conservative, like wing, a conservative politics is like always going to lose. Like, no, like, okay, the old, what what can they do? They can do some things for you. Uh, if you're hooked into certain patronage networks, like, yes. uh, you, they yeah. can do things for you. Uh, uh, it's, uh, not, like, I'm talking about broadly, like, right? So what can, like, what can Team Red do for you? They can... Absolutely uh, nothing. They can slow down, like, you losing your gun rights and shit like that, but not too much That's else. It. Here's <laughs> That's what Here's what they, here's yeah. what they're going... Here's what they're used to. They can sit around in, in, in the hopper waiting for a, some, some kind of monarch figure, and everyone can either become their lackey or 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 get pushed out we've you've seen the model already with trump everyone know you've seen uh lindsey graham being uh, called a traitor and shit at the airport uh in, in the meantime when there is no guy when there's no guy when there's no monarch to rally around uh these people are are they the, remember the game plan is just slower uh, by the way all this stuff like all these these things oh well they're saying this on fox Look at the Reagan administration. Uh, the the dude. Uh, the, uh, okay, so they had all the tools. They had all the money. They had they had all the brains. Who was who was the Pat Buchanan? Uh, uh, Pat Buchanan like it, it, like is all this stuff like twenty years ago, except with way yeah. more money. Uh, yeah. If you if you're into the genetic thing, the genetic question was way more in there. And they like they had all the stuff. And, and and that's but that's not just how it's just not how in my opinion things work. Yeah, like him arguing with uh, Eleanor. What's her name? on uh, the McLaughlin group about like, uh, like proto white nationalist concepts. I mean, the paleocons, that's where it was at the mm. Godfrey and Buchanan. That's kind of like, uh, th that'd be like the nowadays, like debates you have like on the internet. It's like, that's the stuff's already been done. Uh, whether we like it or not. I mean, of course, like, um, like, you know, you were talking about Angela Nagel, um, pointed to this one Irish author. I mean, a lot of these concepts that we're talking about now, in even in NRX, comes from Nordau's book, uh, Degeneration. He wrote this in like I, I want to say the the 1910s, 1920s, something like that. You can find it all in Foucault and stuff too, mm -hmm, exactly. with different language. Yeah. Well, this that, is something well, that's my that, uh... critique of Mulbug as well is that he hasn't read enough, or he doesn't want to read enough Continental thinkers mm. uh very, so he's got this weird English. anglo legalist yeah. thing going on but but, but another, another thing that a uh, mold bug was talking about which i agree with is when you go out with a giant red and it's uh you know appropriately colored a red apron and you uh show it to the bull the bull in this case being the uh let's say whether it's the democratic party or whether it's uh you know people who are more leftist and you shake this red thing around of course they're going to charge at you wouldn't it be so much smarter to have somebody who is an insider go right into the cathedral or whatever you want to call it talk about blm have rainbow hashtags everywhere but then slowly the rainbow and quietly yes yeah, slowly and quietly work behind the scenes say one thing and do the other and let all the lemmings not tell what's actually going on behind the scenes that would be the actual masterpiece that would be the master plan of whoever it is who wants to actually change things not talk about changing them but actually change things in terms of improving the state of the united states in terms of you know having it be more of a meritocracy in terms of you know having things that make people respect the united states 
much more than having it just be an extraction economy or whatever. I really think that the people who are going to solve this are going to be people who go behind the scenes, wave the rainbow flag, do whatever it takes because, you know, they look at things in the long term, not just, ooh, I'm going to put on this image of this anti-establishment uh, figure and have, like, this fan base rally around me. Uh, not, not, nothing's going to happen in comparison to, I don't know. What do you think, Buck? Okay, so here's something that'll piss people off. So let, let everyone, uh, I know, like, uh, even um, American greatness, guys, everyone, uh, so obviously Caesarism is, is kind of like a model of, 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 uh, of things possibly changing, right? Some, somebody goes rogue, blah, 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 and, 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 and things go that way. So I don't think that, that's, that's too wild to, 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 to talk about. So here's something that would piss people off. Who it, like, it's way likely that if someone did that, they would be someone that you do not consider based. It would like, it like, that's it, the point. Yes, it would like it, it, it. This would it would. This is not going to be somebody who who reads evil at night. Okay, this is going to be oh, some. Oh no! This would be some corny Ted Cruz or yeah. uh, or. Well, no, actually, that's kind of an assumption here. Why do you think they wouldn't read evil? They could read whatever the fuck they want in the privacy of their own no, homes. No, but they they're just they smart can't, enough like, say not it in to. Public. Yeah, that was Steve Bannon's problem. He said it in public. But people people really have strong feelings about like oh well this person um they want someone who's got like a, a swastika tattooed on their head that means they'll never they'll they'll like for just ideological reasons they will they will uh, uh, uh they will like be trustworthy like sorry that the only person who's going to do that for you is your mother okay that, there's <laughs> you're, you're never you're never going to get anything like that okay yeah but bog they're cucks they're sellouts man <laughs> they're cucks or wh yeah, oh, whatever the term is nowadays this is uh, politics of cucks mm -hmm. welcome charlie khan what's Master. happening fellas another southern gentleman mm -hmm. how you doing sir oh you know uh, the rumors of my death are greatly exaggerated but we're here yeah you know we're uh we were in um, musical Char theater. We'll let people draw their own conclusions as to whether or not we're queer. This, this <laughs> now, Charles today um, captured. I mean, I can't say because in my country it's pretty much illegal to say that he captured a scalp. But you captured a quite a big fish today in terms of uh, uh, the block oh. list. So, oh yes, yes. Uh, our our good friend of the show, H three H three. Yes, yes. Mm, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, somehow uh, uh, he must have seen one meme too many and just said, nah, I'm tired of this Charles guy. Seen enough of this. <laughs> this, um, of course, being the second time he's had to block me. <laughs> he found you out again. Yeah, complicated um, business. <laughs> um, it's like when Hogan put on the Mr. America mask. Um, yeah, everybody knows who it is, but, <laughs> you know. Um, Horace I, I wanna... asked a good question to Bog Beef, though. Are there any examples of slash base slash cringe infiltrators ever accomplishing anything? I well, you wouldn't know no it. Kinda. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know their names. You wouldn't know who they are. That's the whole point. They're not going to be people that would be uh, presented as a public well, I figure. I mean, Steve Bannon got as far as he could without... No, like, again, that's such you know. a wrong example, Gio, because when people think of Steve Bannon... Okay, any, any figure well, I mean, that you see demonized by the media, they've already lost. Well, so, I don't know about that. so Moldbug actually says that this won't work. He actually specifically says that this is not an option available to the right. He said he says Alinskyite tactics, uh, uh, Gramscian tactics, entryism, um, <clears throat> slow subversion of institutions. This doesn't work for the right wing because it's it's relying on something that the left has to its advantage, which is 
cultural entropy. Like it mm-hmm. has, it has that momentum going for it. It can, it can rely on the natural pattern of dialectics to shift things ever leftward uh, when it comes well, to, to, the to, to be clear, to be clear, I'm not talking specifically about right wing people here. I'm talking about in general, just a move away from the disintegration from the entropy that you're uh, just talking about right now. Be that somebody who is more of a centrist, libertarian, you know, like a classic liberal, whatever you want to call it. I would put them also into the category of people who would start to, from whichever institutions that they have power in, make certain moves. And again, we're already so, seeing so it how in do they, city. How do they ever outflank people to their left? Yeah, if, that's if you're those yeah, people, the, what does people... that even look like? To the people on the left, uh, anybody who's the least little bit of a, a libertarian or, a, a, you know, even a mild conservative, you know, they might as well be Hitler. Well, like- well, no, the whole thing that they're doing, from what I'm able to see, is they're reaching out to people who are fence sitters, who are tired of all the wokeness that they're seeing, and who are not people who happen to like somebody like Donald Trump, for example. They're giving them an alternative to Trump to Bannon, yet somebody kind of like Bill, Lev, a Bill Maher Lev, type figure. Listen, They're giving listen, them an alternative. Lev, yes, I know you didn't grow up with this statement because of well, never mind. Um, I lukewarm. I spit you out of your mouth. You can't. I hate to say it, Lev, but you can't deal with people like that because they just are too mild. They'll never go along with. Anyways, bog beef, please. Before I fed post. <laughs> So, All right, so, like my brain doesn't really have a model for that. Like, like I, like I, I just assume you possibly could, but but you're talking about like someone who's uh, they, you know, they they have like a uh, this this they 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 have these alliances in their head that they're hiding, and then they they go into a place and they and they obey these others. I don't really have that. Which okay, so something like that you could do is you could uh, so you could do like a. Uh, a Huey Long or say like an Andrew Yang could have mm. like Andrew Yang could have said like, okay, I want to be a uh, 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 Lord Emperor of the United States. And I'm just going <laughs> to say this stuff and just pay people off to get enough votes. And then I'm going to, uh, uh, to like, uh, uh, you know, through all these alliances and stuff, uh, 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 close off the, the, the sentence, shit like that. Okay. You could do that, but like, uh, you there, there, you have to be making deals with, 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 with power, with, with power and having, uh, it, you have to build, you could build a patronage network outside the ones that currently function. I see that. And you could, you could do that totally like irrelevant. All the great ones uh, considered like, Oh, um, uh, you know, considered like left and right, just to be like nonsense deviations. All that matters is me being in charge. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. it's already happening. Again, if we look at pa- parents who have their kids in these institutions that they pay a hell of a lot of money for, and then to hear the things that these kids are telling them when they that, get back from school, they're sick of this. That's a shit. great point. Okay, so that is a great point worth discussing. Okay, so there's one thing when you go teach pleb kids about the CRT shit. Who cares? Okay, no one plebs don't really determine anything. The elites, rich kids, elites drive politics. You can have some weird shit happens if you, uh, if like X number of rich people are like, okay, you are fucking up my kids. I don't like this. Uh, these elite schools and these elite go compare like even like Harvard. Go look at the the uh, the 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 people that attended there versus like one of these elite schools in New York. The elite school, elite high school in New York, will kick its ass all day. Uh, those things like basically determine uh, uh, 
who rules. So here's an article I wanted to share with you. This is from the uh, founder of uh, FAIR. His name is Bayan Barting, and it says over here, the father of children attending one of New York's most elite schools has, reve has revealed its anti-racism initiatives aimed at teaching allyship that even his Soviet Union-raised wife found alarming. Bayan Barting, whose uh, two young children attended Riverdale Country School, a school found in an idyllic setting in the Bronx that caters to students of pre-kindergarten age up to grade 12, has said that he witnessed the initiative's firsthand when his children logged into a Zoom meeting at home at the start of the new year at the $54,000 a year school. Oh, <laughs> God. Okay, Rather than here, yeah. That matters. Okay, so you can analyze that story like how normally conservatives uh, uh, analyze this stuff happening in public school and shit. Everything going on in those places really matters, how those people feel. Yes. And he says, OK, so rather than hearing them recite the Pledge of Allegiance and sing America the Beautiful, he heard the head of the junior school speaking to the children. The head said the theme for this school year is going to be allyship in the way that some adults uh... talk to kids in a babyish sort of way. Bartning told the Times in the interview published on Wednesday. Man. So there we go. I mean, people are already speaking out. This a uh, great guy. I got to meet him. He has a uh, his wife is from the USSR originally, and uh, we even had recently that uh, a refugee from North Korea talking about her, her horrible experience in Colombia, comparing it to North Korea. So all that I'm saying is that there are subsets of people within the quote-unquote elite, whatever you want to call it, people who are decision-makers that are not happy with the way this is going. And I also look back at the 30s when we had most of the intelligentsia being uh, fucking Stalinists. You know, we had people here who were considering people who are just like regular socialists to be, as they called it, quote-unquote, uh, social fascists. And I have to thank Moldbug for that too, by the way, because that is from the book The Red Decade by Eugene Lyons that he highly recommends people to read and I highly recommend it too. So I think we've gone through cycles where we've seen a lot of really weird, horrible stuff going on in the lives of these decision makers, the cathedral, whatever you want to call it. So if back then the cathedral was Stalinist and then it changed up, why can't it change up again? Le Lev, they won. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, they're socially fascist what are you talking and about? They uh, won. financially communist. <laughs> yeah they won pretty much i mean come on it's, it's a foregone conclusion did you guys see that story the other day with the um uh female dating advice reddit oh my god what happened with them i've heard of female dating advice i mean say what you want about puas that stuff is uh well, go ahead, Bog. <laughs> so, Wait, and, the, and then I want Oren to say a little bit about why they won, but go on. Yeah, no, go, uh, I really hear go, Oren. Go ahead. Uh, sure. I mean, so the 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 whole um, march, long march for the institutions, right? Like this is the term that comes from Gramsci. This is the, you know, if you can't win economically, then you win socially, right? The, the, I don't want to go deep dive into bioliminism here but the mm -hmm. point is the, the the point is that a the american version of this just won out like it was economically feasible while able to push the social agenda uh the the uh the culture you are living in is completely unrecognizable to to anyone from the time you're talking about and when when we're talking about trying to snipe individual things like uh 
you know, people who in elite schools, like that's absolutely true. Bob's absolutely right that that's where big changes get made. But a couple people standing up in those situations are far more likely to drown than swim. And if you want to look at, you know, oh, people are standing up and this is this is changing things. And I'm I'm not trying to say this is, you know, as a demoralization. I'm just saying we have to have a realistic picture of like what victories look like. Right. You you could look at, say, someone like uh, let's go with Dave Rubin. Right. You have Dave Rubin. And, you know, he's a comedian, according to him. (laughs) Or Milo. Milo is uh, starting uh, conversion therapies. now. Yeah. Yeah, That's a lot of gay guys in conversion therapies. That's sort of that's sort of their territory. You guys, you guys remember that video with this uh, with this dude in this uh, like a traditional black church, you know, with the uh, music and the dancing, and this guy said, "I'm not gay no more. I was I was delivered." Did you guys ever see that video? Oh, was that a Pastor Manning one or was that? No, 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 no. It was this dude. It's actually a really cool video because he's dancing and everybody joins him. But anyway, go on. Uh, yeah, but I was just going to say, like, you have you look at someone like Dave Rubin, right? He stands up, he changes his mind. It's the, the big Sam Harris moment, right? Like he's given this speech a million times. Where are all those people now? Well, the vast majority of them just went back to the left or retrenched, right? They You have like the Bill Mars who will come out once every month to get, you know, say something uh, contrarian. It's to get gone the seal. too far. Yeah, to get yeah. the seal clap from conservative media outlets and then retreat to dumping on them 99% of the time, right? Well, but, no, John Stewart's going to do the same. So. Oh, he already yeah. did, right? He already <laughs> did this. In yeah, he's come with, out as with, Mr. All Right Conspiracy Theory now. Right. You yeah. love to see it. You love to see it. So this, this story with the school thing, this happened at Eaton like last year or so, but uh, it was just one guy, one one teacher. And um, yeah, there's a lot of other teachers than him and uh, he lost. So, yeah. Well, you just have to understand these people were drinking from a, a fire hose of propaganda 24 seven. It's it's yeah. not one elite school, right? Like you, you saw the Washington Post article about how birds are racist, right? Oh, like, birds are uh, racist. Yeah, you're birds right. are you, often singing, uh, saying many racist things. Yes, you know? yes, they are. We just they don't talk so it. much shit about bats that you can't even believe it. Well, yeah, but yeah. secretly, like, but a, a secretly of, they have a poster of Rouge the Bat in there. Never mind. Yeah, a, a, a group of a group of crows. Uh, you know, the blackbirds are just called a murder just for no reason. So. Yeah, Steve yeah. Saylor named them actually. Um, but, is he a, is he an actual sailor by the way? Uh, most likely, I know. You know they call it they call a group of pelicans a clan. Oh man, you know Steve <laughs> Sailor like is the greatest sports writer there is. He would have an amazing like like uh, he could he would have an amazing career if he just literally just wrote about sports. He should have uh, just I, done the man. Keith Olbermann. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like Keith Olbermann. Okay, now to be fair, Dave Rubin is still sticking at it now, regardless so, of what. Uh, wait, wait, so here's where I was actually going with that. I'm sorry. So I was I was actually going somewhere with that. So so yes, Dave Rubin. Um, you know, uh, but but look at the people. So the person we were referencing at the beginning, I forget her name now, but the the knitting woman who was uh, trying to police people for saying CRT. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so remember like the only reason she's a thing is she showed up on Dave Rubin to talk about like how her knitting group got woke. Right. Mm. And, and now, and now she's a, uh, I wouldn't say a major figure, but like, a, a she has a audience has a, has like of note, like, believe it or not, like as cringe as that sounds like she's got 80 something, you know, thousand followers on Twitter and she's policing right-wing discourse. Right. 
So what happened? You just took people who were slightly, just slightly outside step with the left and they become the new right wingers and they manage the, the discourse from the right. This is this, we, we think this sounds like a, a victory because they're standing up and taking a stand. But when they get shoved over to the right, what do they end up doing? They just end up moving the right to the left. And so it just so you're against the rad femmes that are coming among our ranks now? I'm really not uh, up on that. I, I don't. I've seen people tweeting on that. I'm not. I don't have any of them in my feed, so I, I really don't know. Mm, I'm. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, not, it, I'm not for them. Fuck them. Well, is that oh! necessarily? Well, is that necessarily? Some of them are all right. I mean, Mary Harrington's a good soul. Uh, some um, of them are all right. And so some, is, uh, some of them are literally racist feminists. I mean, that's you know, if there is a rule sixty-three of Mary, man, if there know. is a rule sixty-three of Mary Harrington, it would be called Harry Merrington. Maybe when she comes on the show, you should say that to her. She'll get a kick <laughs> out of it, love. Um, I'm sure she would. Yes. Um, so yeah, I don't see I, it as a bad thing, though. Like, Oren, you're talking about how left, to, you know, not leftists, but like liberals come in. Of course, to the you're not left because you're one they, of these people. You're, yeah, you're spiritually. Yes. Da- Who no, cares? I'm not Who cares? Spiritually, That's not Dave the point. <laughs> the, okay. The point no, is that they come. They come into. Love. Okay. They come into industries where let's say they are going to be more welcome, which right now would be industries that are more conservative. It doesn't mean that they're conservatives. I don't think they necessarily change who they are. It doesn't mean that you have to like everything that they say. But I still think that, Orrin, first of all, you're very correct in that we should be very prudent in you know not assuming that just because a couple of people that we see are speaking out against this, that all of a sudden there's going to be this uh, great uh, um, hidden... Uh, how did, how did that phrase go? Uh, the something minority from... Uh, silent majority? Uh, silent majority. Silent majority. Thank you. Yes. So mm-hmm. maybe there's no silent majority, but maybe there is. No, I mean, but they'll fu- just switch discourse. Um, th- like, that's what Oren is saying. I mean, Barry yeah. Weiss is probably the best example of this. Think about how many, like, yeah, ahead, hundreds of thousands of people are paid to produce progressive ideas. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah assistant professors at, at whatever shitty college is closest to you uh, i mean like you, there's no it, uh, there's a thought experiment so go on go on twitter and um and just start posting like marxist content and say that you're an expert in marxist uh, you will they, you there will be a horse's head you will wake up with your horse's head in your bed tomorrow people will look you up they will see who the hell you're doing uh, you could go on tomorrow and say like i know everything there is to know about uh about conservative ideas, uh, uh, big shot conservatives, I, I shit all over them. You're not going to get away with that with them. They have too much uh, cultural power, which is basically money. Yeah. yeah. Lev, one of the advantages of having been a uh, like a normie con almost all of my life is I see, I know it when I see it. And all, all of these people are just making the exact same mistake that led the people who I identified with my entire life they're just doing exactly the same thing. They're running exactly the same playbook. Everything these people are doing looks exactly what lo- like what lost for the last 20 to 30 years. And, and so that's why I say, I don't think, well, I, I understand I've been in your position where I see this and I'm like, we're standing up, we're making a difference. The, we're, the movement is coming, you know, the, the grassroots helping. are, they're finally coming. Like, I totally I'm get helping. it. I understand yeah. the, the desire for that then, but, but it's just, I've seen this trick before and it, I, I don't think it ends well. When have you seen it before? Well, if you look could, at the Bush administration, that'd be a good example of when the quote unquote conservatives had a modicum of institutional power. Go ahead, Warren. I was just going to say, when's the last time you saw the, the culture move right? 
Mm. Like really move right. Not yeah. not like for a couple of years we stopped sprinting leftward. But like when did you see a significant shift rightward in the culture? I don't know the, that, la- the that ladies. Well, no, I could give you a big a big example of that. If we're talking about the culture in uh, colleges in the '60s and then the '70s, uh, if we think of the amount of people who were high on various kinds of drugs and were breaking out of uh, society, and we're just you know they imagine now we're going to live in some commune, we're just going to sit around all day and uh, uh, smoke and put patchouli all over our bodies. There was a whole group of boomers, and it's a substantial amount, I think who were living that kind of life and then that uh, that changed around and i bet that back then there were a lot of people who were talking about how the end of the world is nigh same in the 1920s when you had the flappers when you had all these people who were uh, i know your drug of choice geo well what is it called which one your drug of choice the one that's good for the artists uh um opium opium oh opium opium. yeah yeah so opium and jazzing it up and boozing i've never done opium by the way i was just gonna say yeah so i brought you two examples examples over here of like end of the world tier uh scenarios that people would have imagined you know would have brought about the end of civilization back when they were living so you you feel like youth culture shifted rightward in the 70s I think that towards the 80s, it started shifting more right the younger than it was boomers, in the 60s and 70s. Maybe the younger boomers, the, the Reagan generation. And in the, 30s, really, it, and mean, in the 30s, it was shifting rightwards compared Fran- to the Francis 20s. Ventura, yeah, but the 30s was because of like severe like material conditions right. basically forcing people to be more, um, I guess uh, you it, could say, conservative mind. Okay, well, also, that's let's, on the table, too. Well, I mean, also, let's, say that's let's not look on at the table. in each one of those cases. Let's say for a moment you're correct. In each one of those cases, we're talking about maybe ten years where it like slowed down, right? But it kept moving, right? Your 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 conservative in the '30s doesn't look anything like your conservative in the '80s, right? Yeah. The, the the conservative of the '80s is far far left of the conservative in the '30s, and so so even if we take those two periods and say mm. yes, they yes they are uh, they are if more conservative okay, if than the previous about institutions, decade. If we're talking about institutions, you may be right. If we're talking about people who decided to drop out of society and do their own thing you can look at people in the thir- in the 20s you can look at people in the 60s you can also look at people and i mean think of the colleges even during the medieval times or even afterwards from what i understand colleges in general i mean look at the fucking french revolution for god's sakes you know we can look at all these different times yeah, in history lives. when people have got gone off the reservation and then eventually it uh, restructured restructured itself Maybe. Uh, I mean, the back to the landers are like almost reactionary compared to like those real hippies compared to like now. But Bogby, if you had, you had a point. Well, um, they're less cringe. I agree with you. Okay. There. When Logo's on, you should have him red pill you on hippies. Uh, hippies is a, <laughs> hippies are, are completely a Nazi phenomenon. But uh, yeah, ask, the, ask the, the health clubs, the German, the nature, the Dunspunken health. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've heard of it. Go, go ahead, Bogby. If you, yeah. Like, okay. So there's no, like, there's nothing like, uh, there, like, in terms of communism, communism has zero to do with hippies. Hippies are like the exact opposite of communism. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no like thing where we all work in a factory producing the, the, uh, uh like, they're like the, the specific opposite. However, you know, right wing has a lot of different ways you can go. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, that's one of them. I mean, 
however, oh, oh, well, I do want to add one more thing though. Thank you for reminding me because you said communism. Let's take hippies. Let's put that in the corner. Fine, communism. We had a giant empire, which was the USSR, that existed at that time that funneled a lot of money into the educational institutions with the goal of undermining and eventually destroying the Western world. That was a pretty active power, and we got to give the devil his due when it comes to the influence that that had, and that's not the case anymore. Now, obviously, there's still various things that we have to, uh, that we have to work on with the, pro with the problems we have here, but... I think that that's a significant factor that we kind of forget that there was this other world power that was uh, trying to, uh, you know, dest destroy the West in its own way. So I, I see communism as, as a class phenomenon. Like, so if you're like, uh, if you're an elite bureaucrat and you're not a communist, I think you're 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 kind of uh, uh, fucking up because this is kind of like uh, this is the ideology where where you rule. And so that, that's why, I mean, okay, so you, you talk about this example. So you had all these people here in the West that were, uh, may or may not have been accepting, uh, getting checks coming from, from Moscow. You know, it's like they all kept doing the same thing after the check stop, right? After the, the, uh, the USSR stop, because they were, they were all sort of part of this class phenomenon. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, have, you ever, have you seen Germany? They, they, they just recently, um, uh, they had this terrible thing. They found out all their uh, uh, elite special forces were uh, were yeah. uh, nationalists. They were guys who believed in like the the glory of of war and man triumphing over the man. It's, yeah, yeah, get no shit. Everyone that has this job uh, has this ideology. Like no shit. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, to, to be clear, when I'm talking about communism, I'm not even talking about how communism was expressed in the United States, more so that there was this other really big communist country that had a uh, pretty big degree of influence on the way things were going on in the educational institutions. Yeah, in but the, US. Lev, the, the problem is that like it's it was really just a sort of foible of the Nixon administration to say that these hippies were the communists and commie hippies and when in actuality I believe the Soviets under Brezhnev thought that the uh was it Brezhnev that thought that the hippies were like these decadent uh liberal westerners that are lazy and don't have possess revolutionary spirit which of they were kind of true but yeah um, but, that, but that's kind of but the that's punk kind rock of the point or some too, of them would go yeah. over i know some punk bands went over to um but it's funny because even the punk punk was censored as decadent western in the soviet union but in america you had punk bands that would wear the hammer and sickle and they read Marx and uh you know jello biafra and all that shit but um <laughs> no, but geo decadence is good to the ussr because it means that the enemy is losing if the enemy yeah. is decadent that means that the enemy they, is losing so, you so you're have saying that they would promote they'd funded the hippies are you going to some weird john birch society type stuff here Lev? <laughs> I don't know if they funded all the hippies, but they funded whatever they could to uh, undermine the U.S. And again, it doesn't I don't mean know, that they're. I, I think their purse strings were much more tight. Were much tighter than. I mean, Lev. I don't know. I, I know you got the self-hating Russian thing going on. But ah. no, <laughs> or what? please, that's like you know. You know, that's like. And again, I'm going to repeat again. That's like saying that when I oh, don't when say I don't tell, say love. yes <laughs> yes i am that's like saying that when i recommend somebody uh, to look at that uh, lump on their body because it might be a cancer that i am anti-human body that's basically what, well, what it's that beauty is. at every shape every size love um which apparently <laughs> the people were freaking out about victoria's Secret. but we'll move on we're gonna go Oren, please say talk about the communists <laughs> 
Then we'll talk about the fashion models. One of them was this big Amazonian, like Robert Crumb type woman, which I found oh, hilarious. Hey, hey, you know, you know what she, in... she should do, by the way? She should put herself in a crouching position like Sonic the Hedgehog, and she should oh, like roll God. down and like oh, knock all the other ones out. That's hey, how she wins the contest. I, 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 I want to sneak in this thing about this uh, female dating uh, 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 tips with uh, uh, Reddit. Yeah, website. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just uh, first off, uh, if you go there, you'll see uh, to, to post, you have to read uh, their manifesto and it is like i mean it's probably i mean it is thousands of pages so you, you have to read all these mega posts and there's just hundreds of them right so i got through like three of them and on the third one they were talking about like uh so they were they were kind of like sex negative right so they were like uh, uh anti-porn and stuff and um you, you're reading the, and they're saying like okay so this is and, and um you know this is remember so this is sort of a general discussion that women are having like like assuming like so um you know, if I'm just talking to random guys, like I'll assume that they say, uh, like, know the basic rule. They know what a home run is or a touchdown or they know, they'll know what a touchdown six point. And so there's things that you assume. And she says, uh, we, you see, this is a, you know, this, this is just an outgrowth of uh, liberal feminism. And, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, 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 sure. They're not, not like the true Marxist feminism. And, then, and, and, and this is just sort of like a general discussion with random women looking for dating tips. I was just thinking like, holy shit. Like uh, <laughs> that—that's kind of a wild thing just to assume about women that are—they're uh, getting dating tips. Uh, but they were like, "Oh yeah, 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 of course, of course, absolutely." Just, just, just as Lennon said, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that—that that is, it is true. I think that, um, I mean, even people that we know, they talk about liberal feminism. Uh, like, I, I think it's true because a lot of sort of those like millennial like pathologies in regards to sexuality a lot of it has come from like the liberal feminist framework but it is kind of crazy that i mean i've heard some, like, like I, if you're a feminist and you say that liberal feminism sucks like okay i assume that you that you got some other thing going on that you think yeah. is the good one and i and this it's probably going to be the uh, uh you know some kind of marxist thing or whatever that's just pretty heavy that that's i guess you know the teen vogue now puts on uh lessons of uh of uh, uh you know sex and the uh, yeah. marxism and shit Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, from a yellow star to brown star. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> oh, oh my. Here's another one. So th this is a this is a uh, uh, this is like one of the hard edge points that uh, the Moldbug makes that, that he gets a fair amount of heat for, right? So Moldbug, uh, he says that uh, America is a communist country. Yeah, or, already. Or, or maybe always what? has been. Now here, like, here's another one that I've, it's one of these things that like, um, uh, so it, it's certainly not obvious and right. Right. And so it, it, it's not something that you could, uh, you wouldn't want to argue with this about this with someone you didn't know. Right. Yeah. So if someone had any bad faith at all, they could just screw you on this point. But here's another one that I, I saw uh, the other day. So, um, uh, this has happened three times this year. Right. So a random, like right, a Republican politician will like misquote Lenin. Hmm. And like all Twitter goes insane. It becomes the top, the top post. And like everyone in America is like, you motherfucker. That is not, idiot. that yeah. is not, that is not what Lennon said. I'm like, really? Like, uh, I, really? You, guys, Here, you, you want guys me are... to quote Lennon? Hi, hi, I'm, I'm Lennon. And, and I like to take it up the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, Lennon? Are you he... talking about John Lennon or Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov? Cause it's, yes. It's and. Of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they and, were both. Yeah. They, they were both. All I'm well. saying is, we should John. give Dick a chance. <laughs> you see, uh, John Lennon's son the other day sort of say uh, he oh, felt like uh, yeah. SJW stuff was going too far. 
Nice. Oh my God! Was that what's his name? Uh, which Wallflowers? Yeah, that guy's great. He had a he had a great song with Soulfly. I think his sons are more talented than John Lennon, to tell you the truth. But um, yeah, that's crazy. Man, <laughs> on blast. Yeah, uh, I that's know. A, that's because <laughs> he's like uh, uh, you know, you know, in in Japan, like the uh, divinity is, is like through the royalty, right? It's like the, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's kind of got that. Uh, because uh, you go back to the hippies. I mean, so he was, you know, a little bit older than than all the other boomers and stuff. So he was just like the coolest kid in the world. Then. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it it because it depends with sons. I think like um, if you have a degenerated uh, lineage, the son tends to rise up. Whereas if your father was someone of a sort of a great character of history, like uh, apparently it wasn't Kubler Khan that fucked things up. It was the Kubler Khan's son. So I guess Kubler. Gang- <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. I'm gonna. Uh, oh God, who the is Kubler. that? Um, <laughs> no one's gonna go with Kobler Khan. Come on, Kobler Khan. Yeah, I just Peach said cobbler, Peach Cobbler Con. Kamala Con. <laughs> well, she may be her ethnicity. Some... I was speaking to the professional wrestler Kamala. Whenever hey. I speak oh, of yeah, Kamala, it's... I always yeah. say I talk about Sugar Bear. Well, wasn't know, he dude. from Africa? Like that's what their selling point was. Yeah, yeah. He was the yeah. Ugandan giant who just happened Ugandan to be gi- a big that, dude from kinda, Alabama. That's kind of like, like yeah, how do you ahead, think Mike? the father and son uh badass thing works out with uh, Herschel Walker? Mm, mm, true true but apparently george w he was um uh he was like wasn't he some kind of like coke fiend like party boy oh hell yeah hell? yeah like then he, he found god yeah then he like wasn't he supposed to be a fighter pilot or something and he fucked oh, up he sorry that was a dirty joke uh, someone someone in the audience will get that let's let's move Herschel on walk <laughs> oh man um well, let's yeah. talk about Bill Cosby and his son and how that worked out. Oh, <laughs> Bill Cosby has a son. Wait, his son died, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's the died. joke. His son was changing a tire beside the road, and there was some kind of gang member that uh, pulled up behind oh, him. Wow. Some sort of, yeah, I believe he was one of your people, Lev. He was a, a Russian gang member. It was some sort of initiation thing. They just well, needed the, to the kill people. The chat's back to differ, but yes. Wow. But but wow. I, I'm wondering how is Steve Saylor before we move on how is Steve Saylor the greatest sports writer is he written about sports Oh he like he is incredible like uh, uh so he's a, Steve Saylor is fascinating uh so uh one thing so uh you know he everyone knows of him like is like oh he's the big racist guy right he's the big racist guy but <laughs> yeah. uh first off like um uh and you know Matt Iglesias admitted it all of those live guys they all read him right mm-hmm. and and they yeah. will they will peel off like i saw matt glaces peel off something that absolutely came from sailor today yeah um, yeah he does yeah that's it, even his book is kind of like a little bit but go ahead go ahead yeah yeah so the, the, and the other you know the thing when he, like so he'll be talking about like um uh so he'll be talking about like jews or something right and uh, and, and uh and you know you assume and he will have like some opinion and he will be like no the best Jewish actor in the 1930s was so-and-so and you'll Mo be like Howard and you're like, well, that's kind of a, like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if uh, that's, he, he's got a very interesting way of going about that. Second off, like, okay. So on sport, like just look up anything, just type, just search him in baseball and stuff. He will have the, uh, he's got these um, really interesting opinions about baseball, basically. Cause uh, 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 well, you know, these guys have this certain statistical mind about this IQ and shit. Uh, mm, how, so that's where yeah yeah that's... however like so he like he's 
uh, I believe he's he's against. Uh, so one of the big things, uh, the the analytics, the uh, money ball stuff in baseball. Uh, and he's kind of against that. You know, he, he had some real good shit. Like, so he was writing about, so uh, who is it? Mickey Mantle. He was saying, so Mickey Mantle didn't have incredible stats. However, he, uh, however, you know, he's like, uh, you know, every kid on the, on the playground knew, knew that Mickey Mantle was the greatest player. Like 70 years later, they invent advanced stats. They say, oh, it turns out Mickey Mantle was the best player going around. You know what I mean? This kind of thing. He's got really interesting opinions, uh, uh, especially because, you know, he's, he's got this reputation as like Darth Vader, you know? Mm. Interesting. I don't know a lot about baseball, uh, but I, I can see how that's sort of like HBD like type of stuff, how that could fit in with like a game as analytical as baseball or basketball or right. something. Yeah. So so baseball is like so every like every play like uh every player is like you can judge them on so in basketball stats like don't really tell you all that much because only one person gets to shoot. You know what I mean? So in baseball, yeah. you, you get to bat, you get to bat. Uh, however, like uh, someone like, uh, 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 you know, Allen Iverson or Kobe Bryant could be hugely overrated. Uh, you know, they, oh, they scored 80 points. Well, yeah, the motherfucker took every shot. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So our good friend, Nathan Duffy, he says uh, he also does race plus sports a lot. Why black people are the fastest around. Oh my God. <laughs> I like it is he, maybe he like measures like the, the muscle fibers of, the average black person to see how, like why they're great baseball players. There are a lot of great uh, Jewish boxers back in the day, like after uh, the immigration, right? Like, uh, well, that's yeah, way back, there way was back in like time, the thirties. There was a time when people thought that no one, that, that Jews would always dominate the NBA. Wow. The NBA. Yes. Hmm. Although I like that joke in airplane where that lady requested uh, a, a something light to read and the stewardess gave her like a little pamphlet that says Jewish sports legends. Geo Geo's Canada is showing. I don't know a lot about baseball. I, I always, to tell you the truth, I found baseball kind of boring, but when I was, when I was born that year was when, um, was it, I think it must've been 92 or like I was born in December, late December. So kind of like 93, the year that the Blue Jays won. And I have this picture of when I was a baby and like the, the Blue Jays, uh, like baby Blue jersey. Jays. In the chat in the yeah, baseball Blue is definitely, fuck, they, baseball is definitely fucking boring now. So their games now are averaging yeah. over four hours a game. So yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And there's what a hundred and is it 162 games a year? Yep. Yeah, baseball players. Uh, just, that's uh, crazy. Baseball players are probably responsible for like four to five percent of all uh, 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 births in the United States, because uh, you know they have like eight zillion road games. Uh, it, you know, in the South, there was a time you could ask around, and um, uh, every other girl you would talk to had uh, had banged Chipper Jones. <laughs> be, because you know, uh, because these guys play so many road games. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we should spice things up like we should do uh we should make them like work in like in the simpsons and mr burns uh, nuclear power plant and then like they'll all get radiation poisoning and they'll grow like super freakish abilities um I, that, it doesn't that, work you, that way no, in real no, no, life no, no. You, you know what they could do there <laughs> if they grow the super freakish nephilim abilities and then that uh chubby lady uh the large woman that you talked about who i recommended to put in a ball like they could just like play ball with her what large woman her around you were talking about that beauty contest and how there's like this large woman and then i made the no in the, in the victoria's secret yeah victoria's oh, secret oh yes. yeah yeah so yeah, so yeah. they they should just crunch her into a ball and have the radioactive I, like here's the thing play oh, with her god. oh my god <laughs> i here's the thing i'm not that 
It's oh my god. Wait, by I'm the way, not did, you, did you understand to that it. reference when I said Blue Jays? Do you, did you understand the reference or no? I'll move yeah, on. I'm, yeah, okay, yeah. good. No, okay. but I think it's not that ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to market to like the average woman, but then I do get the thing about like the lowering of beauty standards. But at the same time, well, it's what about like, health standards? That's even more important. If we're uh, talking well, I, about... I've been informed by women that I know that Victoria's Secrets is like just mass produced trash made in China anyways. Oh, uh, very be, stylish. If you're into like uh, Epstein stuff, Victoria's Secret is, is oh, yeah. huge. You ever heard of the, <laughs> uh, the, the guy who the guy who made it uh, 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 randomly jumped off the uh, the Brooklyn Bridge or something Wait, like that? Uh, uh, Len what? Wexler. Yeah, Wait, but after it like exploded in value, right? That's the story. Yeah. Uh, he, he, there is all yeah, that's when I want to kill myself the most is when I'm having success. No, like he <laughs> sold when I'm he struggling sold it, broke. And then it like it like like uh went up a oh, thousand Sky- times. Oh after after he okay. sold it. Yeah, like, I, he's I, like, Oh, I yeah. made ten million dollars. Man, I'm a brilliant, and then it went to like two hundred million dollars overnight. Oh my god, it. hilarious. It'd be like Papa John uh killing himself now. Is Papa John <laughs> really popular now? Well, I mean, after he got oh. booted from his own company, or oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pop, Papa's too too fond of certain words. He knows gamer words. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that why of... they booted him out? Hundred percent. So what had happened was he was reading off things. That, you know, he goes, "We're not a racist yeah, company. We followed... don't say things like." Mm. Okay. By the way, now, yeah. now now he has the opportunity. Wow. Since it's June, he has the opportunity to appeal to the gay community by starting a new company called Popper Johns. Oh, <laughs> nice southern style pizza. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody is subscribed. Apparently, I would Emil... like to disavow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, I want to also like. disavow my own joke. Yeah, it, it, you know what? I heard that Popper's um, ML nitrate apparently is a carcinogen. So I don't know if like they should be doing that. That's kind of no there was good. a big argument actually. Uh, between a certain uh, accelerationist uh, and uh, a certain other person that we know um, whose name is based off of a certain German mm. idealist. They got into a big fight about a poppers recently. Well, so you know what? I'm we not even joking. It. This is actually we gotta do, true. We got to do actually a true. Patreon. Okay, we got to do a Patreon only because all the other streams, I think, have already been taken for this month. We got to do a Patreon only uh, stream on gay culture called Queer We Go. Well, no, we gonna we're gonna. I think we're gonna have a. We we should bring in like uh, um, some people I know, like Jack the Perfume Nationalist, yes. and like actual like. Anyways, that uh, let's move on. Before he, he's get... great, by the way. I, yeah. I really like. Oh yeah, him. you were oh. on. You were on uh, Perfume Nationalist, weren't you, Bog? Uh, no, uh, he we we had uh we we did a couple big uh, big uh, we did like an election night stream. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that was like the first stream. I, I think he, he stopped by there. Uh, I, I, yeah, he, yeah, he's great. I really like, oh, yeah. We we did an election night, and that was the night I found out I had the uh, you know what, uh, <laughs> the Chinese delicacy. delicacy. Um, um, by the way, Tuesday, June, July 6th, before I forget, we are gonna have Uber Boyo with Jonathan Peugeot. Oh, it's my been god, confirmed. it's been wow, confirmed. That's nice. Is there that the, the symbolism guy? Yeah. Yeah, the okay, yeah, yeah. And we had a great stream with him before as well. One of, one of our best. So we wanted to so um Oren, do you, do you have a point because I wanted to talk about uh I mean, if we want to talk about still the critical race theory. No, I also, have no points by all means. Um <laughs> I guess uh 
in America, you guys have a new holiday now. Um, so well, well, didn't it exist before though? Juneteenth? Juneteenth? No, but it wasn't official. Biden it was, made it, it official. was a Texas no, an thing. official national holiday. It was a Texas thing only. What? It was a Texas thing. Mm. Yeah, that was that. in uh, that was the day that that uh, uh, whatever uh, uh, abolition happened in Texas, and so it was a Texas holiday. Oh, oh you know, maybe wow. maybe as a take on this holiday, and I don't I don't even think it will be this. No, it will be controversial, but whatever. As a take on this holiday, wouldn't it be right to say like what was the culture that enabled the actual freeing of the slaves to happen? which did not happen in other cultures around that time and some cultures didn't happen until the 70s and still maybe not even you know like wouldn't it be a good opportunity to say like yes the united states did some bad shit but the fact that there were things that were laid out which enabled in the freeing of the slaves that speaks to something very important in the <laughs> culture that should be celebrated yeah, Lev, I'm sure that'll be the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll most assuredly be the major talking point from all celebrators of Juneteenth. Yeah. All they hear is South shall rise again. That's all they hear. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, we have another great thing about uh So, you know, uh, Martin Luther King Day, everybody has that. So the day after that in Texas, we do Confederate Heroes Day. Just a, a little back to back there. You got something for one, something for the other. Yeah. Oh my well, god, that's amazing. That's, everything's big in Texas. So, oh, you know. by the way, yeah, going back, asking me if the if if Texas is uh, somehow uh, associated with the South. Yeah. Uh, so the day after Martin, day after Martin Luther King Day, we do Confederate Heroes uh, Day. Yeah, so you think Texas nice. is more based than Florida? No, I don't. No, 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 no. I'm 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 a I'm a Florida boy all the way. I mean, so Texas don't forget Memorial great. Day, also originally a Confederate holiday. Really? Yes. Oh my God. Yes, it was adopted uh, across later, but it was primarily a, uh, held in Confederate states. Hmm. Wow. Um, by the way, Bog Beef, this uh, this image is for you. <laughs> we'll get nice. you next time. Yeah, now, you know, there's people that are like, oh, you know, um I agree with that alligator's uh, whole lifestyle. <laughs> I I talked to people the other day and they're like, oh well, you know, the, the redneck stuff, that's only in North North Florida. I'm like, mm-mm. No, the, the the like the most hick place in the whole state is Polk County. And that's right, right, right down there in the in the, in the Everglades by Miami. That is the most redneck place on the planet. Like 90% of these <laughs> Florida man stories were like uh someone marries an alligator or you know <laughs> yeah, all this Florida kind of man, it's yeah, true yeah. love you know the alligator you know a lot of people are having sex with alligators these days mm. there was even the sick animation cartoon where at the end of it this host of this uh sports thing said that he's got some gator pussy waiting for him at home yeah yeah it takes all kinds absolutely oh, by the way are oh you uh God. are you an admirer of uh sick animation have you ever heard of sick animation bok beef i i have no idea I'll send it to uh, send it to you later. I'm not going to talk about it right now since you don't know the guy. But he is in a, he's from Lafayette, Louisiana, and I find that there's a real southern. That's, uh, sorry, that's Lafayette. Lafayette, thank you. That there's a real southern style to his animation for those who have seen it. I'll send it to you, and I'm curious what you think. It's kind of like it's a little bit more laid back, and uh, like how would you categorize the southern mentality in general? Is it less uh stressed out would that be a good way of saying it oh yeah yeah certainly yeah and that, that was the uh, ironic i i don't correct people's uh, pronunciation that's a thing there so like you can tell someone's 
uh, from around the way if they say Lafayette or they say Lafayette. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think, and, and I think that's kind of like an equator thing. Like every, every, if you go, the closer you get to the equator, people start to like taking siestas and uh, 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 Ecuador. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ecuador. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it's, it's funny. I remember um, the, the whole like uh, the, the 1990s, uh, like Jared Diamond, uh, Guns, Jared and Steel thing where climate and just general ge- geographic disposition determines which civilizations um, get a jump start. So for example, like people that were uh, in like Northern climates, they're obviously going to industrialize way faster. They're going to have advanced um, practices of like, for example, food preservation uh, and just generally thinking ahead, like very like uh, low time preference um, and so for, for a while, this was like the anti-racism of the 1990s. Uh, but now apparently the, the uh, geographic argument that people um, above the equator or is a below or above the more temperate climates um, below the equator uh, that people like that are more like laid back or they are not as industrious. Apparently now that's racist. So the okay, climate so- itself is... Well- Look at any, like, um, if you go, like, before, like, if you go, like, 100 years ago and before, look at, like, uh, there was a couple, like, uh, construction projects uh, in, like, uh, around these areas uh, done Mm. by Westerners. So you have, like, the uh, Panama Canal, you have uh, slavery in Haiti and stuff. And uh, you you see people just die. Like, slavery there wasn't like, oh, we own these families. It was like, okay, we have 5,000 new guys here. They're all going to be dead in three months from all these yeah, horrible fucking tropical work diseases. To death. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah, uh, uh, it's it's not the same thing to uh, exert yourself uh, in the uh, uh, mass in the, in the heat. Yeah, it's it's just different. Uh, yeah, so there one. Uh, so I uh, with the guns, germs, and steel. I don't know about like all together. However, like uh, as far as Greece, like being like why that uh, uh, they weren't like you know horribly invaded uh, because mm-hmm. they have like I totally okay. So Greece, they have like. And they live on islands that are like mountains. Okay, so yeah. like try to inv- try to invade that bitch. Very like, hard it, to invade. Yeah. However, like if you go to the thing about like the uh, okay, so one of the things with that, so like if you're like if you live in Sweden or something, right? So those people were like had to be nervous as shit. But like, oh man, we're gonna run out of food, and uh, uh, so you know they had to have all this certain time. For- I've heard like so one of the most extreme examples of that, like you're sort of replicating the way that they had to do that. So you know, like in uh, you know in the Netherlands. Um, uh, it's like underwater, right? So they're so they're the whole time that they're like operating. Um, they like uh, uh, they're like on. They feel like they're on borrowed. Like they're under uh, flood conditions at all times. Like th- yeah. this, I've heard like this, this. This is one of these theories of like why that they created like all this like uh, introspective uh, uh, Protestantism and shit is because of this this like e- eternal panic of like hmm. um, it's all going to go south at any moment. And the, you yeah. could say a similar thing. They don't, about they don't Japan. have the same like guilt or neuroticism as us as mm. us Catholics. Yeah, different. Yeah. And you know what I, I love I, about? Mm-hmm. Sorry, God. No, go on. I was just gonna say, you know what I love about uh, you know guns, germs, and steel, and Jared Diamond, is he went out of his way to write this whole giant book about like how racial determinism doesn't work, and then the left call came after him and called him racist anyway. Yeah, like I that's know. Like, like it was his entire life's work. And, Maybe like, Jared. Yeah, just down the drain. Maybe just, Jared Diamond should have been listening to the other Jared instead. Who knows? <laughs> Jared from saying. Subway. 
The other, oh the, no! <laughs> the other interesting thing is so like Ooh, Jerry like Taylor. In, I mean, <laughs> in the old world, imagine the three of them together though. That would be uh, <laughs> the three Jareds. I would definitely listen to that podcast. Quite the summit, yeah. <laughs> the other interesting thing, so you know, one of the so you know the the, the old world they had, uh, you know, they had to draft animals. You could do heavy duty uh, agriculture and shit. And uh, you know, in the new world, uh, they they figured out uh, something better. They're like, we'll just we got these things called potatoes. Uh, and you just throw that shit in the ground. It grows fucking anywhere. And yeah. uh, it's just, uh, it's made like a loaf of bread, bread that grows in the ground. You don't, you don't need to do all this heavy duty. Agriculture. Just throw that shit in the ground. You'd be fine. Yeah. Like that's the potato really. Um, but then what happened was it just created a huge dependency in a lot of areas. And if you know, you know what happened with the Irish, but then of course, everything worked out fine, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, the British yeah. totally didn't, uh, I mean, there was this one guy, Malthus. He said everything was fine. Everything was fine. That's, yeah. it, it, yeah. it totally changed. The other interesting thing, so like, so the potato goes to like uh, goes to the, goes to the east, right? Mm. So uh, the way things were before, so you could control society pretty easy by just by just uh, putting strong men around the rice paddy, right? Because uh, everybody at some point needs shit that's coming from these rice paddies. Is how everybody eats. Potato hits, and these guys were like, "Hey, we don't have to listen to these motherfuckers in charge anymore." We just get some potatoes. We can go out, fuck off wherever we want. They just went off for the mountains and shit, grow their own shit. Mm-hmm. That's where you have all these rebellions come from and stuff. And as far as uh, Japan goes, there's an interesting passage. I just want to quickly read from uh, this book called uh, Modern Times by Paul Johnson. I'm reading it right now. I highly recommend it. Where he says, uh, Japan had none of China's passivity and fatalistic decay. They were very different countries, wholly different peoples. Yeah. The point has often been made that the Chinese live in the realm of space, the Japanese in time. China had developed in the great northern plain where her civilization had its roots, a majestic ordered cosmology, and was content to await its slow evolutions. It saw life in terms of repetitive cycles like most oriental cultures. Japan was a collection of spidery spinal islands, rather like ancient ancient Greece that you were mentioning before and was almost Western in its consciousness of linear development hurrying from point to point with all deliberate speed. Japan had a concept of time and its urgency almost unique in non-Western cultures and consistent with a social stress of dynamism. There was something relentless too in Japan's climate as changeable and unpredictable as Britain's but far more violent. Yeah, that's why the British and the Japanese got along so swimmingly and then later yeah. america and japan well america yes. had to step in and fuck it all up which is one yeah. of the reasons why yeah. uh you know what happened happened but, but that's was, that's that's very spanglerian it's uh you know you, you got the Jap- japanese being low-key faustians over there on the it's true uh, yeah even like even the like i think that's why zen was so like um i mean it was totally butchered by people that brought it over here but that's why Zen was so, like the Buddhism of choice for like the American mm-hmm. hippie. Um, but it's funny, like you mentioned, Bog, about potatoes. It seems that, I don't know why, but people that grow up around like the cultures that cultivate the potato, they seem to share like, I don't know why, some like weird similar characteristics of being totally of the earth. Like in Canada, up here, the equivalent of the American redneck would be the, uh, what we call, well, I mean, maybe the plain, you know, the prairies, but we call them down home people. Uh, the people in like the, um, 
what do they call it? The Atlantic, like uh, Nova Scotia, PEI especially. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah. Those people are basically just like rednecks in, in Prince Edward mm. Island or Newfoundland. Like they're and they all cultivate potatoes. Like my yeah. God, what's the connection? Well, there? the South Park impression of Newfoundland was that they all uh, so- so- sodomize each other. Is that? Hey there, buddy. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's. You know, I don't uh, know. I mean, <laughs> well. Uh, so all that Newfie shit, like there's, uh, there's like one or I don't know the name of the island. Uh, there's an island that's like off the east of like uh, uh, Carolina, one of the Carolinas or, or Virginia or something that has like the exact same culture, and it's basically like uh, yeah. people, people from the old country. They both dropped off. Uh, some of them dropped off in, in Newfoundland. Some dropped off this island east of Virginia, and like so they just and because it's just them, like the accent is frozen. The culture yeah. frozen. They're yeah. like the exact same thing, just separated by like. Uh... And uh, as far as uh, entertainment goes in the South, there was a video I saw a couple of years ago talking about country music and how it's gotten very repetitive using the exact same phrases like the good stuff and pickup truck and just like all of these cliches. And uh, would you say that that is the case? Like, have people... Because there is this impression that uh, I think us very Midwidian uh, coastal people have about down south being like this flyover country and people don't know anything. And you are a very smart and brilliant guy. Like, I've listened to your podcast and I think that you are you, you are quite the, uh, the gentleman and the scholar. But when it comes to most people who are living in that environment... What would you say that some of the critiques that coastal elites would have would be accurate, or are they just full of shit and it's actually uh, just just like the coast as far as uh, you know the amount of people that end up being a professional uh, intellectual class or whatever you want to call it? So I mean, there's there's definitely uh, thank you for the kind words. Uh, so there's there's definitely uh, stuff to that, right? So uh, you may have noticed like uh, so. Um, the average redneck guy is going to be a Scots Irish, like Southern Baptist, right? So this is kind of a Protestant thing. You may notice that like, and, and so this is a lot of people that fill out like Republican party, right? Um, and you may notice that, that like, there's no Supreme court justices or, or, or like, uh, uh, you know, all the like, uh, intellectuals that like, uh, represent us are, have to be, uh, you know, Catholics and Jews and stuff because, uh, uh, we, uh, we don't, there, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no Southern Baptist, uh, Notre Dame, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, there's definitely, uh, 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 maybe I mean, at Liberty university. Uh, I definitely don't think that, uh, uh, Yankees are smarter than us. Uh, however, um, I mean, uh, I just, uh, trying to be, uh, honest about it. Uh, as far as the country music, so it all sounds the same. Well, the same fucking people, uh, are, are playing on all the songs, right? So, uh, one, one I always bring up is, uh, if, uh, especially if anyone knows guitar, if you ever know Brent Mason, right? This guy named Brent Mason, he's a guitarist. Uh, he's, they just put out, Fender just put out a, a, a artist signature model of him. Hmm. He plays the guitar in every country song that's been made since like 1993. Uh, oh, why, shit. why? Because it's just cheaper to have one guy do it. Uh, it's pretty sick. And it's, it's sad. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, like uh, mainstream country music, it sucks. It was something that basically um, uh, you kind of had like an elite overproduction thing going on when it, it, in terms of like a lot. OK, so rock music basically died and all these people yeah. need, needed jobs and they figured and they went to Nashville and they took over. Uh, they, they were very talented. They knew how to they knew how to produce records like the, this, this fellow Brent Mason. He's not a bad guy, but uh, but these kind of people, they're um, 
uh they can put out records uh real fast uh so yeah um yeah it's, it's kind of all bullshit after a certain year mm. and Some you the- see you would say that like country music has been absorbed into like the pop culture industry like the pop music industrial complex or is it so there was a time when it when 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 it when it has and now it's kind of produced like have you ever seen like um uh sort of like uh entertainment that's made by large organizations of like oh well here's like um uh, i'll say like bet or something mm. right and so and so uh, uh definitely people from like hollywood stuff like are involved but they're like ah we'll run this on a short budget we'll use kind of uh, uh, kind of older uh, storylines and stuff. We'll produce something for this niche uh, black market or, or whatever. Uh, now it kind of feels like that. Uh, we're, By we're, the way, B B T literally black market. Go on. <laughs> nice. Uh, how like if you if you would go to like uh, the glory days of of sort of uh, southern culture, which you uh, have like the show like Hee Haw. Uh, uh, any of the musicians on Hee Haw would uh, were were absolutely world class. Uh, mm. uh, uh, so somebody yeah. like a uh, Chet Atkins, for example, would he be within that, uh, or, or is that earlier? Oh no, 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 uh, Chet for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, Chet Atkins was definitely on Hee Haw all the time. Uh, yeah. And uh, then there was also the uh, Outlaw Country, and I'm trying to find out like what is. The oh, I love Outlaw. Like I like uh, David your Allen Waylon Coe. Jennings, your David Allen Coe's, your Johnny one Cash. album he did. Uh, he did one album of Pantera actually called Rebel Meets Rebel, but that one album of David Allen Coe where he says the N word and everything. <laughs> he says gamer words. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, we've uh, this is kind of uh, so we've had we've had beef with David Allen Coe's son, just kind of a uh, oh, yeah, wow. He, yeah, it, we uh, yeah true kind of, outlaws. Yeah, it's kind of how it goes down here. Uh, I guess his son is a uh, is a liberal guy and shit. And uh, no way. Yeah. Well, well I guess man. he's trying to rebel against daddy. Yep, and uh, you know that album, the the album, the album that. Uh, well, I don't know if you live in the South. Like when you're like 16, somebody hands you that album. It's uh, here, check this out. Uh, it's full of all these racist songs and shit. That album was rated hits. Yeah, that album was written by Shel Silverstein. <laughs> uh it's it totally oh, it was totally a, totally a joke he he he. i really don't think he was a a person racist or anything yeah uh the drummer in his wait, band wait, was black just like uh what was his name he wasn't like uh, johnny the, rebel or whoever right? like did, yeah. do you think that the guy what's his name uh a wyatt man do you think that he was also kind of just doing a uh or no no actually... that guy is legit that's <laughs> Uh, yeah, no one, uh, I, no, that, I don't think there was uh, a lot of humor to that yet. No, he, apparently he's part of the church of Satan. I didn't know this, but apparently he hangs out with, uh, uh that fucking, uh, liberal comedian, um, Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. Did you, <laughs> someone, oh, yeah. wait, a Wyatt man Patton hangs out with Patton wife Oswalt? murdering Oswalt. Did he yeah. murder his wife? It's what a lot allegedly. of people say. Allegedly. 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 We'll allegedly. say Allegedly. Speaking of which, there's it just another. It seems odd that a guy's wife who solves murder mysteries would die mysteriously in her sleep just as she's about to crack that big case. So speak- it, uh, which one was it there? The the Golden State Killer? Was that the one? No, I don't remember. Now, what happened with somebody like uh, Miley Cyrus? So wait, her wait, dad wait. is a. Bug, oh, you had a point? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Bug's got something. Go oh, for yeah, it. yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, shit, I, I think I may have lost it. Shit, I'm sorry. Yeah, about well, that. I'll, I'll I'll come uh, back to it. When, so when apparently, I David Allen Coe's son is a lib. Well, he, he was kind of. I mean, so uh, he, so he certainly was. He's kind of like a, a Chapoist guy, and it, he might. I mean, oh, I don't. No. I don't. I don't want to go out like. Okay, so he he's Man. got a 
he's got a podcast where he sort of uh, um uh, uh he's he he sort of in in uh, uh cultivates country music in a way for people like that to enjoy and so i on one hand chapo like, ironist country music on one hand like oh. uh this is the way i mean so he's doing very well right and so even if this isn't how he really feels like uh, uh there's i mean i'm sure i would do the same way he's doing very well so uh he's got a certain way he does things in um but yeah uh he Man. yeah he got after me Holy crap! Wow. What what sparked it? You you two uh, the 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 feud the storyline. Okay, so, so uh, uh, there was this big uh, uh, a tweet going around by uh, sort of a Chapo kind of Twitter, and they were they were saying they were kind of implying that like um, uh, that Merle Haggard uh, was uh, was just like a straight up leftist, right? Ah. And, and that he despised his 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 audience and all this. He was stuff. a high tech redneck. <laughs> yeah, and so. Uh, uh, I posted I posted lyrics to one of his songs and um <laughs> uh, in response and and yeah he he didn't he didn't care for that. Oh, oh man. man, that's crazy. Oh yeah, this is the Okie from Muskoki one where they're like, "Oh, it's being ironic, right?" Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, you know, I cornered him. I was like, "Okay, so I was like, "Okay, so you know, you're saying this." I was like, "So you so you think this whole so, you know, he, uh by the way, this wasn't like, oh, he just put out this song and people just interpret. Uh, like Nixon gave him like the the medal of honor for this song for talking shit about hippies, right? Race <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like, Nixon. I was like, "Okay, so bro, so like all so, you know, he's going to all these concerts and he just despises all all his audience." He's like, "No, no, no, I'm not saying that." Uh, uh, and then he's like, "Oh no, there's this other." Anyways, it, it's it's uh, uh, that uh, was, well, even David Allen Coe hated the hippies. He would always go on about them. You, yeah, you had that one song. Uh, I I always loved. He's like, "Turn that goddamn guitar down, <laughs> like goddamn hippie." And see, um, you know, I, I'm you know I'm hip to this, right? So like, it, it would not like shock me if there were like uh, big time country musicians that were like way more liberal in their audience, right? Okay, these probably. are touring, these are touring musicians, like no shit, like who can't like. Honestly, uh, who cares? However, I, in this case, um, yeah, I have they, to. So. There's this weird, like, undertext. So undertext. There's this weird subtext to like a lot of conservative figures that like Chapo people or like other like irony leftists. They'll like say that oh, they're just exploiting these rubes. Like, like you know what I mean? Like they'll say that. Um, well, not Tucker Carlson, but like the other ones that they're just like, oh, it's all just kayfabe and that they're really like they don't believe in this shit, that they're just right. making money off of Hicks. Right. So this is part of their religion. Right. So so in, in their OK, so, you know, they have this stuff like like uh, uh, representation. Right. Mm -hmm. They're OK. So like their like core religion is basically this like uh, like a class movement, sort of these upper class, like a, a sort uh well, uh, like um, uh, certain, upper middle PMC. Yeah. Right. This is why, like they, like they don't want. If any one person gets too big for their britches, like they don't, they don't like that shit. They, they really don't. And so, like now, if you're like a, a right wing person, you're like, um, if you, an average, uh, uh, like a redneck conservative, like, does it bother you that Trump is not like like you? Serving you know, your interests, yeah. Like, 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 like. Well, of course he's not. He, that's that's the that's the that's the guy. You know, he's in the big city. He's got the suit on. He's, uh, you. He doesn't need to be like. I, like, if you're hiring a lawyer, it's like I don't want a lawyer. It's like me. I want somebody slick. That, that you know what I'm saying? It's going to represent yeah. me in court. I, but this is just sort of like a, um, uh, there. I don't know a, a sweet southern boy lawyer. 
could do the thing with the uh, with the uh, suspenders and go. I'm just a southern lawyer, you know. I don't know all these fancy terms. But it's kind of like I'm just a simple chicken. You remember yeah, that's that's what, simple yeah, chicken, the chicken yeah. from Futurama. But that's what Doctor Phil does. Like I'm thinking of uh, yeah. For example, he's, Dr. he's also an Oklahoma music. guy. No, so, but, the, but he does that shtick of like, I'm just a good old boy from Texas. I don't, but then he'll I wasn't like, a millionaire before I met Oprah. I was just <laughs> making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. The thing with, and so okay, here's a quick guide to country music. So Hank Williams Sr., it, it kind of overshadows the rest of the genre. So like, like he is hmm. pretty much as important as the entire rest of the genre put together. He is the king. There's like nobody remotely close. It's kind of like, I assume that Ray, uh, uh, Ray, who's the guy in reggae, uh, Bob Marley? It's like yeah, that, Bob Marley yeah. sort of is reggae, right? Hank, well, like I worship Hank Williams Sr. He's the, he's the dude. Uh, okay, if there's any, then anything, the next closest it would be George Jones. Uh, there's a lot of other great artists, but those two kind of tower over the rest of the genre. Uh, what, I would what about Johnny Cash? But that's sort of like a media. Uh, it's like it's, a pop culture thing. This is something I, I agree with David Allen Coe's son about. Uh, basically, uh, uh, Johnny Cash d- doesn't really play country music uh, mm. in, in like a strict sense, right? He's more so, of a folk, like American he's, folk. He basically, uh, now it's all mashed together, right? So it's not super important because all this stuff is kind of mashed together, right? Because uh, a lot of this stuff comes out of like Elvis's guitarist. And uh, so basically he plays something closer to rockabilly. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah, you, you can kind of, now we basically call all this stuff uh, Americana. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What about a uh, Hank Williams Jr. or the third? Uh, I, I I Hank Williams Jr. is very interesting. So one th- uh, he, a lot of, one thing people okay. So he grew up as the son of basically this the the uh, this guy who towers over this genre. I don't know if people know this. So he could play like any instrument. Uh, uh, like he was uh, uh, taught to play the blues by like Muddy Waters and shit. Like he it, like he could. However, so his thing was like okay. So my dad is like. Uh, the the god of this thing. I can either be like my dad, like diet my dad, or I can do something completely different. Mm. And, and so he tried to be like, I'm not like my dad. I don't play country music. I play rock music. Uh, uh, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think he's anywhere near his dad. However, like, uh, 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 well, well, they make fun of him. I remember years ago for like going on Fox News and everything. They they thought like. You know, like he did the whole like I'm a conservative thing. Hank Jr. might have the funniest song I think I've ever heard in country music, and I can't believe that it was actually a song that was produced and put out on albums, played on the radio. It's called "If the South Would Have Won, We'd Have Had It Made." Yeah, <laughs> made made in the shade, man. Yeah, where he sings uh, he sings about how great it would have been had the South won the war, about yeah. sending women down to Georgia so that they could learn how to talk. There's uh, if there was criminals and pedophiles that uh, murderers and pedophiles that they would swing quickly down in Texas. Nice. Uh, I mean, it's 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 an insane premise for this song. Yeah. So these uh, these people, they're, they're not like classical musicians. Right. So these people are, are kind of uh, uh, would be a disaster in a professional sense. So Hank Senior, even more. So Hank Senior, like uh, he would just like pull a gun on somebody and be like, oh, your girlfriend, she's my girlfriend now. Um, <laughs> wow 
so like uh i'm sure this would he would not be someone that could have like uh navigated the waters of uh you i know, mean he, he looked stuff. he looked pretty lanky like from the photos that i see of him he doesn't seem to be like a buff uh a buff so individual i, I like but... Kate williams the third he was in super joint ritual so with, hank uh, senior had... telling me that hank senior pulls guns like i i instantly have he, he, more he, respect for hank senior yeah. now he looks yeah. kind of like a woody from toy story and i mean that with all respect but like i think that his where, where do you like... think the animation style for woody came from lev okay so hank hank senior looks like hank senior has had spiral, spinal bifida oh okay yeah wow but he still kicked people's uh, unpulled well, guns yeah, he died very young. Um, I mean, he might have swung a, a guitar on somebody, but I don't know how much kicking ass he'd be. I mean, he was he was a, an ill guy. Mm. Wow. Uh, did he have a pretty tragic life, though? I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, so his his mother was basically a. Uh, so he basically grew up in a whorehouse. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just uh, just really... like Richard Pryor. Yeah, just uh, I mean, disaster, but. Uh, you know, this is where a lot of times uh, great art comes up. And uh, before before I get to Miley Cyrus, I want to ask you about Willie Nelson. What do you think of Willie Nelson? Uh, so Willie Nelson's great, right? So I, I really like uh, uh, Willie Nelson's awesome. I mean, he uh, by the way, he grew up in absolute poverty. Although I don't think that makes you a better, or worse uh, person. Uh, so like our show, I don't know. If I saw someone in the 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 chat. I just saw there was a chat. They said, "Is this guy right or left?" Uh, and I certainly don't have any strong claim in the left. However, uh, I don't know if people know, it's like at least half of our audience are left. Uh, Willie Nelson is is that dude, right? So Willie Nelson, uh, he, he put on concerts that hippies and rednecks would go to. Uh, and that's kind of been a, uh, that's, uh, that's not easy to do. Uh, I really admire that. Uh, that's something that, um, uh, that's really Willie's uh, great achievement. Nice. There's the Venn diagram of the hippies, hippies and rednecks, and, and in the middle is weed smokers, and that's Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep. There's where um, Willie Nelson comes in. Oren, you have to go, but final Ooh. words, my friend. Um, you had to go, you had to bow out. Yeah, yeah, I gotta head out, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, but uh, Oren, gotta... thank you so much. Well, I wanted and... to ask you real quick about. Um, oh, I forget now. It was a bit a while ago, but it was basically about your take on uh, the. Um, the, the, yeah, you were talking about Jared Diamond. I, I forget. I'll, I, if I remember, I'll ask you later on. But it was something to that effect of um, what you think about um, the whole, like the the Juneteenth thing and the the. Um, I forget. I forget what I was going to ask you. But anyways, good good talking to you as always, my friend. So. Yes, Oren. People follow Oren McIntyre on Twitter right now, and be sure to follow his YouTube show, which link I'm going to put up right now. Oren, it is always a wonderful pleasure to have you here at the BTR. You're part of the BTR family, and uh, I would love to have you on with more people from the uh, um, intellectual dark web or whatever so we can get into the nitty-gritty of whether you're right or whether there's still oh some uh, silver lining. We're going to do it. We're doing it. Everybody subscribe. Oh, I love right how there. you framed that. Oh, my God. I, 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 I need oh, to sorry. talk to you a little bit uh, uh, I wanna, uh, the next couple of days. However, I just saw the other day – I. I you know I just looked at your follow. I was like this motherfucker has almost got eight thousand followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some, you, you're, had your boy, rise had on boy. Twitter, your rise on Twitter has been like unprecedented. You are kicking ass out there, bro. Yeah, I had some big follows who started retweeting a lot. So like, it's been blowing up quite a bit. 
it took me um, years to get to grind to uh that level yeah i was able to do it again uh you know here recently but uh i'm not i don't want to talk about uh, okay my mr meme post. <laughs> well uh i was just gonna say i i i should be it looks like i'm gonna have uh pedro gonzalez on thursday um mm. and we're we're gonna be that's, talking about juneteenth awesome. and the idw and a bunch of the stuff that you guys were just talking about so if people are interested uh they were still trying to nail that down he's like i think i might have to end up on t- um, yeah so like but hopefully that'll get uh that, that'll happen so there you, you go want to check that out. and he Absolutely. runs american greatness or what would i think he i think he just the left as- there is he the associate editor of chronicles magazine is this the right peter yes. gonzalez cato yes. institute that's Pe- uh, pedro gonzalez he uh he's on um he's on tucker all the time yeah yeah mm-hmm. nice will you make a vote for pedro joke <laughs> absolutely okay excellent all right all right guys thanks thank you so much warren for coming in everybody subscribe right now i'm going to use this gap in time to talk about patreon to talk about a beautiful lassie dog named definitely legit you know him you love him bark 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 woof 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 anyway guys twenty dollar patronage gets you a definitely legit magnet as well as any other random wooden magnet and this would be updated every year so long as you remain a patron five dollars gives you secret places in our discord that the uh, commoners don't get to be in and it also gets you the ability to post in our chat which is a privilege not a right so no pornography or else no no good no good will come of that anyway $30 patronage is going to give you a beautiful print from my main man Giovanni Panicietti right here I'm gonna post right now here is the video of Gio making the print very beautiful print from the TFW no GF series for $50 we have all of the above plus a completely custom magnet whatever you want my father Alexander Polyakov is going to make it so I mean there are limits of course let's let's be real here but anyway um you will also get a beautiful uh, painted statue from Warhammer 40k from Jules P Hamilton nice. you're going to get another painting from Giovanni Panicietti in the Bob Ross series and you also and get a poster print of any episode banner image that you want so I was going to forget that so thank you for mentioning that oh, Gio. Okay, yes yeah. it all this is how synchronicity works it all works out and uh yeah become a patron and you're also going to get audio versions released before they get released to anybody else so if you like listening to btr while you're uh jogging uh to work in your uh in your uh, work boots in your uh, timbers you know uh then uh we're, you're gonna have a Lev, great are time. you are you saying <laughs> okay, no, joggers no. Stop. Are you... Gio, oh my god Lev. Gio, I, I was like okay jogging to work with tip and I'm like, no, don't say that. Do, you, are you drinking tonight, Lev? No, it's you, good. It's fine. Oh, it's is, fine. are you putting something in that milk? No, it's it's all good. Are you oh. drinking milk plus or synth milk? <laughs> yeah, it's all good in the hood. Oh, anyway, okay. let's so get... anyways, let's move on. Bog beef. Um... So if the South would have rose, do you think that people would have had it made? Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. The, the South had no. Uh, there was uh, Moldbug talks, but this there was points where there was basically no soldiers from um, yeah uh, from uh, you know the South to uh, Canada. There was uh, the South was a disaster. 
It really yeah, does. they made a lot of mistakes. They, they, you know, I think number well, one was probably fighting for slavery. That was probably the big one. Yeah, so the, having there, that I be think, their thing. If they had a game plan at all, it was basically to. Uh, well, first off, they did have a bunch of badass generals and uh, and units that kicked ass. However, um, that's not really how wars are won. I think they were basically trying to get bailed out by one of the European powers. Yeah, like France. yeah, that was my understanding. They yeah. wanted to to get a get that going, but. Uh, didn't quite work that do, way do you think that it, there could have been a like a sort of um a south korea north korea like stalemate that could have existed up until like nowadays or that would have been impossible the only reason why i think why i guess that i think that is because there was a different time when uh, abolition the abolitionists wanted um wanted uh, uh, uh separate states that was like the abolitionist take right. uh I, I don't know a ton about it, and I, I don't. Uh, I let uh, people who aren't Southern talk about it because uh, if you start getting into alternate theories, and you're Southern, uh, you might be a neo Confederate, and uh, mm-hmm. you lose your job and shit. So uh, yeah, I stay yeah. out. Of that. Oh, the, yeah, those are the South shall rise, fellas, right? Yeah, Le- legit Southern. Well, I remember it's funny. <laughs> they like, want to return to the South. It's funny though, like how um, during the Obama administration, it seems that like secession is a much more common talking point now as things get worse but i remember during the obama administration i remember people like uh judge napolitano and uh, tom woods they would get into a lot of heat and they would accuse them of being like neo-confederates because they essentially wanted some kind of like mold buggy and patchwork but do you think that if um like for example if slavery would have been abolished by the south or say they had some deal like you know they some of them like even lincoln had like the plan to like you know send them back to Africa or whatever. Oh, like it, some of yeah. them did. People don't know that, but uh, so there was okay. So there was like pro-slavery South people. There was yeah. abolitionists. There was people. anti. There was abolitionist people. Yeah, there was. Now people. those are the only people they tell you about in the school books. But there was another kind of thing out west that was like they didn't like slavery because they didn't like black people. Right, right. It's sort of like the like modern day like um like what's like, known as a racist. Yeah, like the white supreme, like this sort of like, even like in the nineties, you had like these skinheads. That this were like, is a, a west coast, west coast skinhead kind of thing. Yeah, like we shouldn't have had slavery because we let them into the country. <laughs> like, oh my god! But there was a there was a huge contingent that did go back though, and they uh, took the plantation tactics from the south from the slave masters well that's what i heard about liberia liberia exactly that's yeah and they created this political overclass of and people there, that there was born. a general butt naked who uh, he was had part, an army he was, the tupac army he was descendant yeah. from people like his ancestors were the slaves that were freed and then went back to africa we should get um, him on the show by the way he still has a facebook Robert page Bly? i believe yeah, yeah. Uh, block no, i believe Bly. i believe but naked spoke to dankula after dankula's video about yeah about, right, yeah ah. yeah well um, we should get Dankula on, and then we should get general buck naked on <laughs> well that'd be good um no but do you think that um if if slavery wasn't an issue do you th- figure that america could have been balkanized or that would have just been an impossibility without help from the outside like and also i know you have to go soon bogneef i wanted to ask you what is the the role of the south both culturally and economically today because we know economically they've been totally gutted and devastated and do you think that there still is some semblance of the south being 
a sort of quasi-autonomous culture in America? Or do you think that the same sort of cultural rot that is in the North, it's inevitably like, there's no difference nowadays between the North and South? So uh, if, you, if you look at like, if you make a graph of like pretty much anything from like uh, heart disease to how people feel about any sort of issue, yeah. you will see a, you will see the, uh, the Confederate States form a, a thing. So there's definitely a, uh, there's definitely a separate culture. However, with the internet, I mean, there's barely a separate culture between uh, uh, like across the globe. Really? So uh, uh, I would, I would imagine that would be pretty small. Uh, in terms of, uh, I mean, so I definitely think that uh, 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 balkanization uh, happened eventually. There was, I mean, I, I didn't think it would have happened back then, just because there was so much, uh, so much for way for everybody to profit in mm -hmm. terms of uh, expanding the, you know, you could you could grab anybody and say, hey, you can have, uh, you know, a hundred acres, uh, just go out west, just go out west. Um, the, everything, the manifest destiny, sort of American, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's uh you know the economic incentives. Uh the way things are now, I mean, um so I mean what direction do you these do you see things going uh more federalizing or more balkanizing? I, I see more balkanizing. I could be wrong. Really? I'm not I'm not great at, at, at seeing huge trends and shit. I think of everything in, in like in terms of like gangsterism, this guy's connected to this guy with money and shit. And definitely the United States federal government is strong, but uh, uh, I mean, you have this uh, DeSantis said, well, we're just not going to lock down. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think that there is any sort of hope in terms of like, and, and we had Amy Teresa on and she's been on your show a lot. And um, she's coming back on Thursday, by the way. Oh, good. Good. I can, I have to improve my simp game again. My simp <laughs> game again. Um, do, do you think Prep that- yeah, not, well, I have to build another shed because uh, Alexandra is pretty greedy with her part of the shed. So um, anyways, um, do you think that inside BTR joke, do you think that in terms of the economic future of or even just the raw material conditions of the South? Because like you've said, when you look at every statistic from heart disease, drug use, overdose, cancer, um, a HIV, uh, even just general like uh, malaise and like i know these things in some ways are impossible to measure like people they try to measure like degrees of economic uncertainty that people feel like there's a happiness index like universally across the board the south is being pummeled like nonstop. it's getting like even worse than a lot of inner city places but do you think that there's some sort of like um redemption or some kind of jobs program or some kind of initiative that could come come about the pipeline to help people in the Appalachians, for instance? Or do you think that maybe if there is more balkanization, these sort of Southern states, they can choose their own destiny and they could like, in some ways, have some kind of revanchist, pro like not revanchist, but like- A new manifest destiny, if yeah, you Yeah, like a new sort of way of coping with how they've been absolutely gutted by the neoliberal American Leviathan. So uh, the problem- the problem is that I don't see any way for, uh, for economic growth to happen. Mm. And so, uh, I would see, I would see balkanization just being, um, uh, I, I, so I, I don't see any of it being like, uh, this is just outright good. I see things like, um, uh, maybe, maybe things a little less worse, I guess. Um, however, like even, even, uh, I don't even know if if strong balkanization could would need to happen. Here's how I really see it happen. I see states sort of just 
kind of doing what they want and the federal government saying, I, I wish I could do something different about well, we're that. We're powerless. Yeah, we can't but, do it. But you're just going to do that. And I can't do anything about that. I, I think, I think that's what's the case now. And that'll be what's the case more. Interesting. Uh, there will yeah. be a certain amount of sorting because, okay, so there's like a, a big uh, uh, sorting out that has to happen. So like right now, if you go to, um, uh, so like if you go to a really red state, you will find all the cities will have like super uh, left-wing uh, mayors and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so those I, mayors will pass like, you know, there's no crime and, and like, um, and uh, you know, a, a sanctuary city and stuff. And then the state government is completely the opposite way and the federal government. So there's gotta be some kind of homogenization going on there. And I think ultimately you'll just see states kind of doing stuff and the federal government will say, uh, gee, I wish you could do something about that, but I can't. It's kind of like here in Canada, because for example, Alberta is our most like right wing state. I mean, sorry, state, our most right wing province, but yet the, the mayor of Calgary, Neshi, he's like one of the most left wing, like even by like Northern American Democrat standards, he's like pretty like rad lib. So you know, that's the thing I think, but then who knows if trends like will, will trend differently. I mean, apparently uh, Miami's the new Austin, Texas, from what I've heard. I don't know if there's any validity to that. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you can, you can uh, open a, you can run your business there without it getting shut down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, as opposed to California. Pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, did you see the, the, the Chicago and LA, did you see the, the teachers union, what the way they're going to do uh, schools next year? What are what's, they what's, doing? What's, what's, what's the new craziness that they're trying? Oh, God. Uh, so they're going to get like two hours of in-class instruction a day. Uh, everyone's got to be fully mad. Like they, they don't, I mean, uh, I don't blame them. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, they don't want to going to do. Yeah. So Why even show they... up? Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to do two hours. Then the rest I'm assuming is through zoom or whatever program. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of like here. Yeah. They, it's kind of like here in Ontario. They do the same thing. So they're well, gonna try it out for two hours. In that two hours, that's that's when coronavirus is asleep. Like there was, <laughs> I forget what city it was. Uh, it might have been L.A. Where it's like, yeah, after ten o'clock, everything shuts down. Nobody can be out after ten because that's when the virus goes to sleep. So these these big cities are gonna keep lockdowns going as long as human. They, you know, they said today they're gonna have to. Um, you know, th- uh, one of these cities said, uh, "Well, COVID's gone, but because we've been locked down so much, people's immune system be so low, they're going to all get the flu. So we need to do a lot more lockdowns." Okay, there's a huge uh, oh, God. economic cast that sort of like uh, three years ago we're sitting in traffic for three hours a day, and then they got a taste of being out of that. And they, uh, the, um, you're not just going to like they're just not going to just all go back to work. There's going to well, be just- some kind of negotiation. The yeah. thought I had was I don't think companies are going to want to pay those high ass office rents. No, they're not going to want to pay work. that anymore. Yeah. But when, when the capitalist overclass finds an incentive for something like that's, what's going to happen. You'll basically have a boon in like the quote unquote service economy. Like everyone will be working in the Amazon warehouse, which I think a part, a lot of like Southern States, for instance, or uh, even like the more like, um, economically devastated parts of like the midwest there's that one state that's pretty much close to everywhere in america is it oklahoma that amazon just basically put their factory there it's like interesting yeah um it's like become the colonized Mm. state of amazon are we live on twitch now we are always live on Twitch. We're live Excellent. on Twitch. We're live on DLive. We're live everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. But uh, also, before you go, Bog Beef, I wanted to ask you about uh, Billy Ray Cyrus and Miley Cyrus. What are your opinion on those God. two? 
Oh, I don't know much about them, but man, uh, uh, oh, man. not an achy, breaky heart guy. No, I, I don't know much about them. I, I, a better, I think a, a, an example I do know about. So, you know, Katy Perry. Oh yeah. So, uh, she so kissed you, that girl and she liked it. The, <laughs> that's one thing that she was, okay. So, uh, you know, her parents were like, uh, 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 like the hard, like the kind of Protestants where they speak in tongues and shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Her, fa- her father was a minister and they had like these revival things. Yeah. 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 So you see this a lot. So like, uh, uh, the religious, uh, uh, the religious part of the world, uh, uh, because music is basically necessary, uh, produces a ton of, uh, uh, talent who, uh, you know, becomes quite different once they, uh, uh yeah. get, get yeah, she had put out gospel records and stuff before she did the, uh, kiss the girl. Right. Yeah, yeah. So she was just a straight up uh, Christian artist, and then, uh, yep. Then she became a globalist. She talks Once about she how kissed that girl. They got to open oh. the borders and at all costs. I remember married I uh, married that, that. Uh, British fella. Uh, oh man, I can't. Russell uh, Brand. Uh, Russell Brand. That's Brand. right. Yeah, we should yeah, get him on the show. He'd be a fascinating fella to talk to. You want to talk about a fella that's on the show? That was a total. That's uh, tuned into the world. That guy. <laughs> that guy's got. That guy's got serious game. That guy. Uh, he once jerked somebody off on the radio in England just to see what it would be like, just as a bit. Like jerked him off under the stall. What a crazy, crazy lifestyle that guy lives. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Well, one day I hope we're going to all have a BTR uh, turkey jerk event where uh, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus to see what was it's in... like. Butter um, Boy is gonna come on the come to the turkey jerk event. Yes, and I hope you of, can. Yes. Uh, how often does Brittany Venti come on here? Uh she came in here one time, but uh, why do you ask? I think about the time you asked me uh, that she was. Uh, I just clicked over and I was like, "Oh shit, she's on there." See what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was I, a I good would, that was a good episode. That that was a great episode. And I hope that uh she comes back. Billy Ray, and, uh, she, Billy yeah, Ray Cyrus was in Mulahan Drive. Mulan Drive. Oh, 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 okay, so uh she's funny as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh I I don't she looks like she deleted a bunch of her like comedy videos. Uh women just are generally aren't funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they breaking just, the rules here on break the rules once so, again I, I, that shouldn't be controversial however uh like she used to do like comedy videos. they were funny as fuck oh mm. yeah and uh charlie you recently had a thing with uh britney on twitter oh yes yes she said something about uh what do you call a gal who's crying and exhausted and all and uh, let me see if i can pull it up here because it, it was something she said uh Something like that. What do you call a gal who is uh, someone who is repeatedly dishonest and victimizes themselves afterward? And I just wrote a venti type. Oh, God. Did you see her debate with Richard Spencer? She had a debate. When was this? Oh, man, this is wild. It was the funniest shit I'd ever seen. Right. So, um, you know how both agreed with one another? No, 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 no. (laughs) She was just doing like she was just doing like bits the whole time. Right. And so like one. So like, uh, so, you know, in a debate, like, uh, uh, they were trying to do it like real. So like, you know, you start out, you have, you get to talk like 10 minutes straight. Um, and you like, you lay out your case. So Richard Spencer is laying out his case. Right. And she just sort of looks at the camera and she has like her bust covered up. Oh God. And she sort of uh, just rearranges her hair or her shirt or something opens up and she's got this huge, uh, star of David medallion on. Oh God. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. 
Nice. Uh, the, and the other, pretty good. That's that's the way to debate somebody. Just be oh like, hey, God. not only look at my titties, but I've got the symbol that this dude hates right here. Yep. The other Front part, center. Take a look. Anybody? So, anybody wait, want wait, a glass is, of milk? Is Richard Spencer anti-Semitic? What needs? Is bear shit in whole, the woods? Um, wasn't that his whole thing? No, I think I think like he's. I don't know. He's like weirdly doesn't talk about the Jays as much as like other people in that space. I mean, he talks more about. I mean, I guess I don't know. Yeah. Maybe in well, I mean, soon. there was that one video that Milo leaked, where he's like, "Someone like me looking down yeah. at them." <laughs> I can imagine him doing the finger thing. Someone like me looking down at them. <laughs> I, I okay. I imagine we're gonna have a BTR episode in the future, which is just gonna be like me, UGO, and everybody else is gonna be Jewish, and we're gonna be calling it jaywalking. Well, Lev, you're part of that those people, so you can call it that. I'm totally not involved in that. It's just don't worry about it. Like <laughs> you can say it, brother. I can't. All but anyways, right. Bog Beef, I know you have to go and do um your podcast, I think. Um yeah. Uh so it's been a pleasure. Please come back on. Um I f- uh and please subscribe to uh the good old boys podcast. Um they have like a number of like very well reputable guests mm-hmm. and just in the, the dynamic too like Curtis I, Yarvin one of them I, like the one video you did with uh what's the guy's name HTML Mankin yeah 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 he's great I didn't know about see I thought all of that stuff came just like from you know the whole like war between like something awful and Chan culture but really it was like the blog sphere the Usenet stuff before something awful that then like you know something yeah, awful became the huge pool that feminist website that goes way back before anyone yeah html minkin knows everything you will see him on twitter he's just got a couple thousand followers if he like enters a thread that like one of these like huge moguls are in like these like vox moguls or something oh, they yeah. will sort of change the way they talk because he knows they know that he knows everything uh oh, and, man. yeah and by so, the way yes uh on. yeah uh i would recommend if anyone wants to start a show uh uh, our episode, uh, Philosophy versus Hot Lead, I think sort of, uh, is, is uh, the best representation of the show. Uh, check that out. It's free on SoundCloud, Philosophy versus Hot Lead. <laughs> That's a great title, by the way. Thank you. And here is the uh, SoundCloud of the good old boys. Here is where you go to uh, find it, soundcloud.com. Good, good old boys. That has kind of been uh, uh, abandoned. But however, there's uh, plenty of free stuff on there. And if you like it, uh, go check out the Patreon. But yeah, that's not a bad yes. place to go find uh, our free shit. Patreon.com slash good old boys. And it is with also a- the YouTube channel. Oh, yes, YouTube channel. Hold on one second. Okay, so this is the Patreon right here. Let me load up a fresh a fresh link of that and boys with a Z at the end for all the audio listeners who are listening in. And of course, YouTube, let me uh, find that as well over here. One second. Good old boys. Everybody subscribe right now who are watching this. Be sure to go to the Patreon, all that good stuff. Yeah. Please um... help everybody who goes on these streams that you respect and love grow because when they grow, we grow. And all together, we are going to get much further in life by helping each other out and by rising up. And I really appreciate everybody being here. I appreciate Bog Beef for coming out of the bog and having us have a whiff of that beautiful beef scent that comes from uh, within your heart. Awesome. All right. Thanks, fellas. Take it easy.
God Thank bless. You so much for coming yeah, in. take her easy, brother. So, guys, here is what we have coming up on the list over here. Okay, so let me see here. Uh, we have uh, we have Tara Zipanski along with uh, 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 along with. Uh, let's see. Hold on. This is Thursday. August 24th, and that is with Amy Therese. This is this Thursday. It is coming up. I'm going to post the YouTube Wait, this Thursday that. is Amy? Yeah, Amy is coming with Tara Not Zipanski, August. Uh... Who is... No, 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 this Thursday. And uh, Tara is a uh, wonderful Polish YouTuber and uh, vlogger in New York City. So she's going to be telling us how everything is crack-a-lack in there. She was recently at Bryan Park at this event, which was vaccinated only. She was covering, like, how they do those uh, checks over there so we're going to get into a little bit of that we are going to have uh um the left stream i believe it's going to be this sunday i have to make sure and that's going to be with stone age herbalist or is it herbalist i don't know but either way guys hashtag invest in lev subscribe to the left stream by going to uh youtube.com slash lev polyakov that is my youtube channel go there or be square you must go there right now and subscribe to the left stream. And I will love you long time for doing that because I appreciate you as a member of the uh, human race. Anyway, here it is. Left, uh, left Polyakov, youtube.com. Polyakov, check out all my animations as well. And Gio, what do you have cooking in the kitchen? Uh, I'm trying to get this interview with a friend of mine for my YouTube channel. But uh, other than that, I have to go back to writing. I have to like do some stuff i mean i've been severely lacking this year in the writing department so hells yeah i am very excited for that mm. and uh oh i might be putting on my first Substack this week if, if all goes according nice. to plan excellent it's excellent. gonna be about how Looking men are for it, brother yeah yeah it's kind of uh well I'm, I'm not gonna spoil it you'll you'll see excellent all right guys this is the end of the stream. That's, Thank uh, you, guys. Oh, and we also have Sticks, Hex, and Hammer 666 coming in Tuesday, August 29th. Oh, that ought to be fun. He's a fun and that's, dude. He is. And that's a, and I would love for you to join us, uh, Charles Khan. And that is going to be at 11 a.m., by the way. So that's real early. Real early. So you got to mm. gotta get up for that. But we're also going to have another special guest there. I'm not going to say who it is. I'm going to say it to Gio after the stream ends. This is, this is secret. This is in the making right <laughs> mm. now. So anyway, guys, get everybody to tune in to uh, my podcast, The Real Weird yeah. Sickos. We just yeah, dropped our first episode last week. Uh, episode two should be coming out today, I think, maybe tomorrow. What's the Excellent. podcast about? Real Weird Sickos. Uh, weird topics, weird guests, that sort of stuff. So nice. we've done four or five of them now, I think. Uh, so we're a few few weeks ahead trying to trying to stay ahead on things. Real Weird Sickos at Twitter. Real Weird Sickos on YouTube. Here it is. I am following it right now, Real guys. Weird Sickos. Increase the followage of Real Weird Sickos because they have just started right now. And like I said before, we got to raise all the ship. Ooh, we got to raise all. That was a good one. We got to raise all the ships up. And Charles Khan yeah. is with us on the pirate ship, and we are on his pirate ship. And the rising tide lifts all ships. All ships, mm -hmm. and we are sharing the booty. We are sharing the beautiful Love the big booty. You <laughs> yes. know, that's something I could say about Geo. He appreciates booty. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a booty I'm man. A, I'm, he's well, a I'm big, more... bad booty daddy. No. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a booty judge. 
That's he's a Buddhist. Really you've heard you've heard of Buddhist. So he's a Buddhist. Exactly. <laughs> when uh, uh, when all my freaks come to town, Big G Big Geo gets down and uh, yeah. All right, guys, listen. While your while your girl yes. while you're in hospital bed screaming my name, your wife wait sorry screaming in pain. Your wife is screaming my name. He said that to Diamond Dallas Page when he used to. Uh, he used to, he was married to Kimberly. Um, so, so like he would like legit, like hitting, hitting on the, the top nitro girl in the middle of the ring. Hilarious. Love you, big guy. Scott Steiner. <laughs> Definitely. All right, guys, this is the end of the stream. Thank you so much for watching. Mwah. Good night, everybody. God bless. Subscribe, Patreon, all that good stuff. Take care.